Hey everybody, welcome to Campus Comics Cast, coming to you from Carbondale, Illinois, with special guests from the Campus Comics crew, and now, here's your host, the man with the previews in hand, Mike No. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Campus Comics Cast. This is the previews cast for the month. Uh, we're going to go through Marvel and DC's individual previews and then the big catalog. Um, joining me are Dan Brown and Scott Reed, as always. I actually remembered to do intros this time. <laughs> so look at me go. I do learn. You are as um, professional as we are now. <laughs> <laughs> we are inside Campus Comics at 816 B East Main Street in Carbondale, Illinois. And if you are playing the home version of the game and you want to order these on your own, uh, just remember that orders are due May 23rd online. So give Mike a couple of days in advance of that if you can. Um, so about the third week of May, you should be good to go. But anything you hear on here, anything you see that you want to order, be sure to let Mike know and we can put that order in for you. So all of that out of the way, anybody got anything they want to add before we get rolling? I do have something I want to add because this Saturday, yep. May 4th, is free comic book day. And, you know, may the 4th be with you. Here at Campus Comics, so we're going to be having a uh, you know all the we'll have all the gold tier books for free here. Uh, we have DC's Year of the Villain number one, which is a twenty five cent book that came out this week. We will it, it's free here. We don't want your quarters <laughs> for that. So <laughs> please note that it's only the regular cover. Yeah, only it's the regular cover. It's is not free. the much more expensive not, of one in yeah. five hundred Batman Who Laughs being yeah, given away. If there's a price tag on it, it's that. Yep. But uh, we'll have that. We'll have some uh, various sales going on. Uh, we'll have a couple local artists, Matt Sproni and Nathan Bonner, in here. Uh, check out their art. They are both really talented artists and friends of the store. Uh, and so all that's happening this Saturday, May 4th, so make sure to stop by. 25 cent dollar. No, books that are normally a dollar are going to be 25 cents. Yeah, all the, all the dollar books in the dollar boxes will be 25 cents. Uh, re regularly priced back issues will be 20% off. And all trades and hardcovers, excluding brand new arrivals, yeah. are going to be 50% off? 50% yep. off. All bundles, complete storylines, packaged for your convenience, half off. So Man, I should have waited to buy that Batman Eternal run. I, I just know, that's why I haven't been telling anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Regular store hours yeah, this yeah, Saturday as well. Yeah, right? 11 to 11 6. 11 to 6. Okay. So... Rain or shine, we will be here. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be rain. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like it. So, so luckily, there's nothing to do outside here. Yeah. It's all inside the store. All inside. Not all right. like the double days when Dennis used to put the books out on the front. Uh, yeah, the concrete yeah. There. Not, not, not doing that this year. <laughs> oh man, those days I would come in and I would be helping out Dennis, and I would I would roll in right at time the store open, and I would think, oh nope, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> there would already be an enormous line of people, and I think, right. well, this is going to be the day, I guess, and mm -hmm. it would be. All right. All right. So we're starting right. with the DC catalog. DC. Yep. All right. First page. First page. I swore okay. I was going to open with a hot take, but somebody's got the first page mark, so I got to wait until the next one. So hot, <laughs> hot take slightly delayed. My hot take's not about Curse of the White Knight. Oh man, well, so it should you, be. You go ahead, Dan. Because White Knight was a great story, and now we're getting the sequel. Uh, he, Sean Murphy, if you follow him online, has been posting artwork and sort of designs and stuff from this. Uh, looks like he's bringing uh, his take on Azrael into the story. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in this world. Matt, you want to go into your hot take? 
It's a really small. It's going to sound super nitpicky, but I swear there is relevance to this. Okay, so on the next page, DC is advertising the first like full month of the line-wide crossover aspect of Year of the Villain. This first month is called The Offer. It's where the Legion of Doom goes to all of the sort of unaffiliated villains and basically says, hey, we'll give you the power to take down your hero. Just join our, our little you know anti-justice league. But here is where my grumpiness comes in. <laughs> For all of these tie-in issues, they've moved to, and Dan, are you familiar with this? They've moved to a cardstock cover on the variants. Variants, The price is up by a dollar. Mm -hmm. So here's my prediction to you. This is going to happen in one month only, but then come Comic-Con, Dan DiDio is going to say, oh, the response to this was so great that going (laughs) forward, all of our variant covers will be card stocks and $5. And then shortly thereafter, it'll be, you know, I've been getting all kinds of responses from my fans that want to know, why can't I have the card stock covers on the A cover? (laughs) And this is how we stealth make all comic books $5 a piece. Oh, gosh. And I don't know about you, but $5 per comic is a line in the same for me i just i, mean, I can't spend five dollars on a monthly book that's double shipping i'm no. just i'm in, just i won't in I won't 20 years it. we'll be saying i can't spend seven dollars on this book. <laughs> so here's my it'll be here's my years. thing man <laughs> if, two, I think yeah. if i if i bought fewer books in a month this right. would bother me less but i right. buy like 40 books a week and i'm glad you five dollars is the standard <laughs> five dollars is the standard you're all, people are gonna be like oh it's only another couple of bucks it right. is for yeah. you oh, it's it like 40 for me it adds up and that's why they would do it yeah but i mean I feel like the reason we haven't got card stock to begin with is just because they're not as malleable as the regular well, floppy that's, covers. That's get. what I was going to say with my second gripe you'll was... Have a, you'll have a lot of returns. Yes, you're going to have yes. so many damages. Yeah. Good luck getting your books in the shape that you want them. Yeah. CGC's going to have a real fun time oh, with the sure. no longer having 9.8 books anymore, I guess, because yeah. card stock will take a beating. You're already paying a dollar more. I expect that book to be near mint when it gets in my hand. Yep. Yeah. You know? it, it just... I. It just bothers me as a consumer, and and for those of you who don't know, I am not thrifty, um, <laughs> especially when it comes to comics. I'll just buy what I feel like buying in comics. I like to read comics, and I buy a lot of them, but I don't appreciate the idea of just getting a 25% increase for no more story. Mm-hmm. In fact, right. pages are down compared to where they used to be. A yeah. lot of times, stories are 20 pages instead yeah, of 22. Sure. I know it's only two pages, but still, you're getting less, and they're just You're, like, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll I'm going to make what, it more damaged, and I'm going to charge you more for it. What you're losing with those two pages is subplot. Yes. Because we rarely get that anymore yes. in a book. Especially yeah. now that they are everything's geared towards yeah. trades. If you think about mm-hmm. like what Wolf and Perez Titans or Claremont Byrne X Men is like with, oh, yeah. with long running subplots that developed over a yeah. lo- over mm-hmm. over a number of years in some cases, right? Uh, you don't get that anymore. And you're totally right. And even books that I love, like Tom King's Batman, doesn't really yeah. have it's it's all its own. And meta the, only, arc. the only time they will do that is when they're trying to set up some long term crossover yeah. thing, and then mm-hmm. it usually peters out. Yeah, and it's always in lesser tier books too. It's not the A list writers really writing complicated. You know, well, I mean, well, 80 pro- superheroes. They probably books. know where their bread's buttered. But at I, this I point. agree. Like, you know there's I mean? no there's That's no incentive that. to do yeah. it. Yeah. Why would I do that? I'll just do less, and you know. I mean, it's sort of off topic, but I just saw a thing the other day where Kurt Busiek was talking about how he regrets doing JLA Avengers because it's out of print. Hmm. They can't get along well enough to have that book be in print. He doesn't get any royalties for that book. He's like, it was such a waste. It should have been a great... I mean, I'm sure it was. I know it was a great selling book. I'm sure yeah. he made money off it, but he but he's not getting cons- the ancillary. Yeah, he for should be right. getting. Being it's not his Watchmen for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. So you it's think about like, he's probably made a lot more money off of Astro City. Oh, for sure, which yeah. sells much lower, yeah. right? But but, it's but still, it can continue still a, still to be a great book. That's right, and it can continue to be published, which is yeah. the most important part. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so, um, yeah. He's he kind of swore. He said, I mean, I'm sure it was before, but he said he swore off doing crossovers after that. I don't blame him at all. You know, and I it's mean, too bad because he's a talented writer. There'd be great oh, yeah. stories we're not getting. I just know? told yesterday when I was when I was covering for Mike. I just told um, some looked like there were some mid twenty somethings uh, kids who came in looking for Saga, and we got into a long digression about they didn't realize Brian Vaughn had written other comics. Other than <laughs> so I was like, well, let me tell you a tale, children right. of the early 2000s. Right. And it ended up, you know, the, the, the end to all of this, when I was telling them about these fantastic indie writers who worked on superhero books in the early 2000s, and they're like, what do they write now? They don't write big superhero books. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. And and part of it is what you just said, like Greg Rucka and Ed Brubaker and Brian Vaughn. And, well, and now we'll, Jeff Lemire. We'll be talking about Greg Rucka later yeah. on we will. episode. So. We will, but, but Rucka doesn't really, he doesn't, like he's not doing a half dozen books like no. he used to oh, be in a month. No. Yeah. I mean, he clearly came back a little for a little bit of a, a sweet yeah. spot dig, a gig and, and a pretty good paycheck, I'm sure. But it's also only a miniseries, not, yeah. back, for, yeah. not back for an ongoing. So, um, yeah, you're right. We've digressed off of the original rant about five dollar comics, <laughs> well, but all of this is totally relevant too. Right. Though I do want to point out, I don't know why, but the Flash seventy five variant <laughs> with Captain Cold that just with the white for like his hood, it just oh, looks yeah. so cool to me. Oh no, I don't know why. I just love that I, cover yeah. That's for some like, these variants all look really nice. Yes. <laughs> let me let me qualify all this by saying I'm going to complain about the five dollar covers, <laughs> and we all me. know I'm probably going to buy them. <laughs> I tell you what, this Teen Titans one, the Lobo by Alex Garner. I saw a bigger preview of that online. Like just looking at the detail on that, that is a that is a great cover. I like f- it's it's hard to tell their little mini thumbnail here, but like if mm-hmm. you can find a copy of this online, yeah. definitely check it out. I There's feel a lot like of detail, a lot of thought put into the lighting and the texture on it's that. Super cover. realistic too, yeah. right? Not that you want Lobo to look too realistic, because no. then it's not really that much. <laughs> and there is some nice but it looks hatching as- on it too, digitally done, which you can't really see here. Yeah, but it looks like really it nice. I feel like of all these ones, the one that has that I that I think is probably my favorite is the one that takes me by surprise. If you had told me the Black Manta cover is going to be your favorite, I'd have been like. Eh, Really though, there's Bane and there's Captain Cold and there's Brainiac. That that Black Manta I think looks great. They all look awesome. Why is Professor honest. X on the Action Comics one? <laughs> that's not Professor X. That's Cassandra what? Nova. Oh my bad. Come on, Dan. <laughs> well, not to. And then just so DC is like sort of uh, promoting the next few months of Year of the Villain as well. So they've got in July they've got Dark Gifts in uh, uh, September. Or sorry, in August they have Dark Gifts in. September they have Evil Unleashed, and then in October they have Doom Rising. So we'll see, you know, if the Year of the Villain actually lasts a year. Uh, I know that was one of the uh, discussions we had last time yeah. on previews. We'll so see. They, well, so we know we're good for at least four as months. Long, as long as it's over before Doomsday Clock ends, I'm sure we'll all be okay. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, moving on. This, on is fir- this is the first Wednesday in two and a half months that they haven't pushed back a Doomsday Clock issue. Just yeah. want to say that they okay. they didn't move them back this week. Cross fingers, May twenty fourth. Okay. They'll make up for it next week. <laughs> yeah, probably. So Push on, it back a month next yeah. week. On page seven, we've got Batman Universe number one, and this is the first of the uh, Walmart book reprints that are going to be available to comic shops. So if you missed out on these, uh, you can start picking up these mini series, collecting these. Uh, my thing is though too is for the first two issues of Batman and all of them there were other stories in there. Mm-hmm. There was a Patrick Zercher story in Batman mm-hmm. which doesn't look like it's listed yeah, here. No, you're just so getting you're, you're getting the big run. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so these, if you haven't picked these up, and I don't blame you because you have to go hunt for a nice looking copy to yeah. Walmart, which is not as easy as you'd think. Um, <laughs> if you haven't picked them up, they've been. Have you read any of them, Dan? Oh yeah, I've, I've been picking them okay. up regularly. I've got Batman and Superman is the ones I've been reading, and I, I started reading the new Flash one too. They're really good. I like them a lot, but I also like them as 
12-page story. So I'm, I'm I'm really curious to see how just jamming two of them together is going to work because they set up on a cliffhanger almost every time. So you don't have well, that cliffhanger anymore. Sort of the old Batman show. And I can watch yeah. those back-to-back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't try to mash them into one episode either, right. but we'll see. Okay, so backing up to uh, page six, Batman Last Night on Earth 2. So we've got Bane showing up there. Mm-hmm. I don't. I guess I'm, I can't tell who this is on Bane's back. Though. I think that's supposed to be Scarecrow. You think that's supposed to be Scarecrow? Guess, yeah, that's my assumption, The mask too. and the kind of needle fingers, yep. which yeah. is sort of like from the Arkham games. I thought maybe that, but I just wasn't I think, sure. I think so it's I just a fu- like a future extrapolation of Scarecrow. Okay, that makes sense. It's nice so. to see the Bane looks exactly the same. Because yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't be all wrecked from all the... Whatever Toxins happened. in his body yeah. for over decades. He's got green veins. What do you yeah. want from the guy? And you can't see his face. Maybe it's horrible. <laughs> right. So after that, we've got Superman up in the sky and Wonder Woman come back to me, which are the other Walmart miniseries that'll be available. Which that Wonder Woman, of course, is about her busy social calendar. And people are like, hey, Wonder Woman, can you do this? And she's like, can you just come back to me? Come back to me later. <laughs> yep. It's not a real exciting book. That's not what it's about. <laughs> <For the record. laughs> Somebody is like, "Well, I don't want to read that one." Yeah. Wait, Mike's wait mad. Is, Matt tanks. Matt tanks sales on Wonder Woman with his snarky remarks. Uh, young animals coming back. Yeah, looks like, and not, and they don't have the book here. I'm looking forward to, which I can't think of the title right now. But it's the Green Lantern book they're doing. Oh yeah, it, uh, I, I can't think of it's. It's yeah yeah yeah. It, it's like Lost Stars or something it's, like yeah, that. Yeah, something. But like, it's good. It looks yeah. good. I wish that Nick Darrington were doing something other than just the covers, but that's okay. Sounds like seems like that's what he's getting away with these days. You know what yeah. I mean? Hey, man, if I were an artist, that's the yeah. best thing you can get as cover artist. Page 12, we got Jimmy Olsen number one. Yeah. Uh, written by Matt Fraction. So, so I would not excited. read this if Matt Fraction was not attached to it. So, but uh, yeah, I'm I know some others here probably. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm totally picking this up. But yeah, I am too. I just I think it'll be interesting to see what Fraction's doing. And, and what's he been working on lately, Matt Fraction? I mean, he's uh, had some Marvel books. stuff. Yep, Marvel stuff, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I mean this, and if you're unfamiliar with this book, nobody flip and shut your radio off, but he's not been working on Sex Criminals right. as much <laughs> as he should be, which is a fantastic book, despite its unfortunate title. Who's Clever, but unfortunate. Who's listening to this on a radio, Grandpa? Well, I'm just saying, like, I'm saying, like, you're listening to your car or something like that. I mean, don't flip your, you know, don't flip your, I, your iPhone off of the, the podcast app or whatever. I was just thinking, listen to these on my commute, so yes. it's on my radio, but it's not. I'm, it's not, it's not on CIL or something, Dan. Or is it? And then on the other page, of course, is Rucka's mm-hmm. Lois Lane. Yeah. Uh, I also want to throw out that, man, those variants look fantastic, and they're only $4. It took me a second, because I'm like, why is Lois Lane on the var- the villain variant? <laughs> well, right. shit. It, it's, is, it uh, is not. I'm he referred to her as the baddest woman right. in the DC universe. So. Oh, uh, <laughs> I did see, uh, there was an interview with Dan DiDio on the DC Daily show on the app. And he By did, the way, he, well done just getting through all of those D's, that alliteration. Good job. Yeah, I'd have fumbled you're that welcome. one. Yeah. Well, I do it every day. <laughs> so, uh, and he did say that Fraction's Hawkeye is why they were wanting him. And he said that this is definitely more in the vein. If you like Fraction's Hawkeye run, check out Jimmy Olsen. That's great. So, And I, I love that super run. Super enjoyed so, anybody's feeling. And super enjoyed Fraction Iron Fist. So. My brain initially read that as Fraction's Hawkman, and I was like, what in the hell? How did I miss Matt Fraction wrote a Hawkman book? Where was my brain? And well, then I was like, when oh, Vendetti Hawk leaves Hawk eventually, Hawk Fraction will take over Hawkman. Yeah. I'd be okay with that, too. Yep. Yeah, I don't have anything until 18. You I don't have anything until 37, so you go. Well, on 18, we've got Batgirl number 37, and uh, we have a variant villain variant here of Oracle, so it looks like they're bringing in a villainous Oracle character. Yeah, they showed some... Um, 
they showed some sketches and stuff. I think it actually might like be a little in character the back. design thing. Yeah, I think it might be in the back of, of the year the villain issue. Uh, I read it yesterday, but I didn't really pay attention to the pages at the back. On uh, 21, we've got Batman 75, uh, City of Bane number one, first part. So he's saying 100 issue run, so you got to think this is probably starting up the last act. Yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. yeah, 100, so, 100 and, 105 now because he saying. pushed back. Yeah, well, because he missed two issues right. and two issues from the two yeah. two parters. That Batman 74 cover is, is, I mean, maybe it's just me being a kid who grew up pretending that I was in the military, but Batman in what looks like <laughs> Call of Duty outfit yeah, is, is just about the coolest cover I've seen in a long time. And again, that's where the Bane villain variant cover is. Yep. What you got? What's your next thing? Oh, Ninja Turtles. 24 is Batman Ninja Turtles 3, number 3. You're probably going to say the same thing I'm going to say. Looks like we're getting mashups. Yeah. <laughs> Anti-monitor Krang yeah. is amazing. That's such a great idea. But it looks like, too, all the turtles here are mashed up with yeah. the different Robins. Yeah, but which is great. <laughs> but I want to go back to Anti-monitor <laughs> Krang. Anti-monitor with just, Krang in his belly. Yeah, it's just such a great... Yeah. I, I was flipping past it thinking, well, I don't read that book. And then I did oh, a double well, that's take. A, that's a mistake right I, there. But I'm not jumping in on part three, Dan. Well, I didn't read one and two. I need one to get came that. out today, didn't it? Yeah, no, I mean like the first two minis. I assume there's a deep and complicated uh, continuity to these. Uh, well, there's three other minis before this, but <laughs> right. whatever. Yeah. What's your yeah. next thing? Definitely the laughing man this out. pays a visit. I wonder who that's supposed to be. <laughs> it's so mysterious. Yeah, so that's, that's, uh, that's uh, yeah. on 37. We've got uh, Flash 75, where mm-hmm. it looks like we're wrapping up the Flash Year One story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. I really love Howard Porter on Flash whenever he's on there. Uh, I assume he can't really do a monthly regular book anymore, but, you know, they've accommodated him for this, apparently. So I'm really looking forward to getting some more regular art out of him. Bouncing back just a page to 34, Event Leviathan, number two's cover, looks so fantastic. It's an Alex Malev cover of, uh, of, of some, just some fantastic DC characters here. But it, it says for the title of the issue, it's The Detectives. And it's Lois, it's Batman, Green Arrow, Plastic Man, The Question, and Manhunter, and... If I could be more excited, I would be. I think I feel like I'm already at my limit. As excited as I'm going to get on the Leviathan. The only, so, the only complaint oh, I have man. about that is in that Detective 1000 book where they had like the secret yeah. detectives. Yeah. I wish I feel like that should have been tied to this yeah. in some shape, form, or fashion. Yeah, but and it feels it nice. feels confusing that it's not. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. You feel like they're setting that up, well, and that there's it, a super group of detectives, but over here's yeah. another super group of detec- detectives. Right. That's so. the next crossover. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> True a, Detectives. 45. <laughs> it's a totally darker show. That's yeah. Vertigo. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> uh, we have Justice League Odyssey number 11. Uh, what really just caught my eye about this is the Carlos de Anda cover. Uh, he is a Wildstorm artist who did all the character designs for the Arkham games. He's a really great artist. You don't get too much out of him anymore, and when you do, it seems to be covers like this. I think he did the first uh, was it the Arkham City miniseries, I think, with Paul Dini, but you don't see a lot of interior right. art from him anymore. Justice League 28 on 47. Apparently they're fighting a negative version of somebody. They're in shadow there. <laughs> I want to stop on page 50. Well, too bad. Can we all just show some respect that yeah. Looney Tunes Looney Tunes has 250 <laughs> issues in a world where Batman got relaunched three years ago and Amazing Spider-Man can't go more than a couple of years without a relaunch. Mm-hmm. Freaking Looney Tunes has put up 250 I monthly issues. I feel like they have relaunched, haven't they, before? Looney Tunes? I yeah, I'm sure with, they have, but under, I'm just saying. Uh, with DC, I think Yeah, I'm have. just saying. The two, yeah, for sure. Up to 250. That yeah. doesn't happen very much anymore. And I'm surpri- when you were a kid... I'm surprised it doesn't say final issue and a new number one next I was month. looking for that. I <laughs> you know, really that's did. What, that's what I was thinking they Also, were it's do. still three bucks. Yeah. 
what is page 61 superman 13 um I haven't been picking up Bendis' run on the Superman books, but there have been some great variant covers, and I keep seeing them in the store. You know, you've got a really nice Lois Lane, Adam Hughes variant here, and we've got another Lois Lane variant with Lois Lane's book, so... After that, Teen Titans 32, we've got the Lobo variant by Alex Garner I was talking about. I think just looks really great. It's definitely, like, one of the highlights. Uh, you want to say anything about 65? Winter Twins number six, wrapping I'm, up the I'm series. sad that it's only a mini. I would buy it as an ongoing, um, but do you hopefully think we it's get, good enough. Do you think we get season two of some of these? Or? I think a lot of that yeah. has to do with how anything other than Young Justice sells. Yeah. And I don't even think Young Justice is selling that well. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting case, right? Like, in general, the Wonder Comics stuff, I don't know that anything they're putting out from Wonder Comics was anything that that anybody necessarily demanded right. other than Young Justice. Yeah. And Young Justice is one of those books that people continuously say, I wish DC would bring back Young Justice. Right. Because that's one of those, that was my Teen Titans kind of things for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's an interesting example of sometimes people demand and demand, and then there just turns out there isn't quite the audience that they think there is for it. Right. Young Justice is selling well enough to be published. Right. But it's also not selling the way you'd think it was based on the number of people who claim they couldn't wait for it. Right. So uh, I think a lot of Wonder Comics comes down to they're going to reassess everything other than Young Justice right. and see how it goes. So well, I'm not optimistic. I can't optimistic. imagine they wouldn't continue Naomi as much. Yeah, well, Naomi's yeah, going to spin into yeah. something well, else. Well, what if it comes to the superheroes? Right. Or Am I the only one who's read it? Allegedly. Yeah. Is this yeah. really, in my opinion, I feel more <laughs> sure that I'm not going to have to eat crow on this. I've been pretty sure for a while. I feel more sure now. If it's, if it's not Legion, it's going to be some sort of like so close to the Legion, it may as well young, be the Legion. Kind young, of young Legion. It's the League of Superheroes. <laughs> it's not the same. Back on 64, Terrifics number 18, still not not the final issue. So it does it, seem like maybe it's going to tie like deeper into the mm-hmm. year of the villain stuff. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why it's still it's around. Two or so three they can, more months at least. Yep. So yeah. I don't know if you saw any of the sketch stuff, but handsome metamorpho was one of the character designs they did, <laughs> and it was and, and they had like a um, a rigid plastic man. He couldn't move his arms and legs. He was like a like, like a, a cutout figure. Oh <laughs> yeah, and like I think he, like the tangent version they did years ago where he's like a plastic guy. No, that would yeah. be great, but <laughs> it's not that. It looks like he's it looks like he's made of like a, a plastic a sheet of plastic like oh, he's yeah. two-dimensional right yeah huh. but handsome plastic man and whatever they were handsome metamorpho whatever they're calling uh, plastic man were both shown today page 74 well you, before yeah. on page 70 going into the collections now we have all-star comics only legends live forever hardcover uh this collects some of the older all-star like when they brought back all-star comics and adventure comics uh so this is like first power girl death of batman in there there's some really good stories in here i bought all this when I was just getting into comics when I was like around 9, 10 years old. Uh, I tell you what, though, if you want the first Power Girl, this is definitely going to be cheaper than getting yeah. the original at this point. That's true. So you can read that. On uh, 72, we have the Batman Black and White Omnibus hardcover. Uh, some really good stories in here. Uh, if you haven't checked these out before, this might be the way to do it. After that, we've got Batman Kings of Fear, Kings of Fear hardcover by Scott Peterson. This is the Kelly Jones book from a few months ago I was going on about. Yep. And, Matt, you can yes, get caught exactly. up with Batman Ninja Turtles 2 <laughs> trade paperback, page 74. And volume one is also being offered again yeah, so. on page 74. There so you go. You can just get jump right in. Just hold on to those monthly issues until you get the trades in, read the trades, and then Catch up. read the monthly you issues. Know, we all know I'll get on eBay and buy some <laughs> lot of these things. Trades. I need them in issue form. On uh, 77, we've got Justice, the Deluxe Edition, the uh, Alex Ross book from a while back. Surprise, this isn't Black Label. That's a good point. You know, 
That's a really good point. I don't know if it's maybe just not as well regarded as some of the other stuff, but it's a solid story, and it's out of continuity. It seems like it would mm-hmm. definitely be right up there with some of the other offerings from that line. I don't have anything else in DC myself. Oh, on... 89 confirming that her name is mary shazam yeah i've, I've been wondering about uh, that like what how are they gonna handle that is it just mary from now on or what can we just address how stupid it is that his name is shazam if he says what his name is to somebody mm-hmm. he turns back into a child well in the comics they've done away with that have they, they yeah they established during new 52 that it is context you know what you're saying oh, Lord. sort of thing so <laughs> it's a, it's an odd word this is something dc should have handled back in the 70s yeah when they got captain marvel they should have taken care of it then but yeah mary shazam but man that batman versus deathstroke statue on the next page is yeah. is sweet <laughs> not sure it's 350 dollars sweet but i like it a lot and I think that's oh last very like just about last page of the catalog. We've got some cool flash shirts, so check those out. Yeah, not in my size, so <laughs> I'll make my own. Thank you very much. Marvel, Go to Marvel page yeah. one got Marvel's epilogue number one. So we get another story to the Kurt Busiek, Alex Ross Marvel story. Now the thing that has me confused about this though is it says in the text that it's a sixteen-page story, but it's a yeah. forty-page book. Yeah, so uh, I think not that sure what to think looks about like that. a lot of bonus features. Bonus features, probably a script yeah. <laughs> for those sixteen pages. A whole lot of sketch pages. Yeah, a lot yeah, of sketches. Say, five bucks. That's not. Uh, that's not kind of what I want. So. Yeah, I, I'll probably pick it up though because I really li- I like Marvels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd like to see something with that. But yeah, and again, how well will it flow with the original book? You know, twenty five years later. With Kurt Busiek, I think I think it'll be fine. No, I mean with the art. I mean with Alex oh, Ross. Oh, okay. You well, know, yeah, yeah, Progressing yeah. as an artist over mm-hmm. you know two and a half decades. Uh, page two, we now have Jonathan Hickman working on X-Men. I wish he were maybe taking control of the entire X-Universe and not just a couple of miniseries. Well, um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Over. But that's like when the X-Men was good. These have no context or story Mm-mm. details at all, and I don't care. Yeah. Because they <laughs> House of X and Powers of X... The, the promo art and sample pages looks so freaking cool that there could be no words in this. This could be no story. This could just be pages of this up. X-Men art. And I'd be like, that's fine. Take my money. Shut up. Does this take place after Age of X-Men? I don't even know. I assume it does. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I got the feeling from an interview I read that it's going to be one of those half retrospective, half everything you knew is wrong that sets oh, up some yeah. new thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that. And speaking of retrospectives, yeah. the next section, <laughs> oh, man, Mark Wade's History of the Marvel Universe. Well, the problem with that one is that in two years it's going to need to be rewritten because it'll be a whole new History of the Marvel well, Universe. Sure. But it is well, Mark sure. Wade. But for now, so. I mean, look, look, Mark Wade did Superman Birthright, which I still think is one of the better Superman stories. They retold it at least twice <laughs> shortly thereafter, and it's still great. Like, you can still... You can still look back at these being being good. Yeah, jumping back to House of X and, and Powers of X, one thing about when X-Men was at its best, when, when there was like one person kind of in charge of the entire X universe. Yeah. And I would like to, I think I would like to see that again. At so. least across the two core books, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Even, even yeah. if you, like when uh, Claremont was doing X-Men and Uncanny in the early 90s or when well, he, he was. New Mutants. Right, right, right. right. I would yeah. say, or yeah. going further back to Uncanny and New Mutants. New Mutants, yeah. So even if it was just like the casually running two books like he was in the early 90s where it was sort of his overall story with a little bit of help on the execution, that would be nice to have mm-hmm. the two core books sort of be unified yep. again. The way Action and Superman are. Back on page eight, we've got the X-Men vinyl poster by Mark Brooks, which looks really nice. And again, Mark Brooks, friend of the store, in that he gave us a shout-out on Twitter one time, but I'll take it. (laughs) When I was putting the order in for Mike, 
Anytime I saw a Mark Brooks variant, uh, I just went ahead and put one in just for you, buddy. Yeah, that's that's the way to play it. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. I'm not just saying that to wind you up. I really did. I was like, one for Dan, one for Dan, one for Dan. No, I get all the detective ones yep. that he does. Those he did, he did really some Marvel solid. variants in yeah. this uh, last catalog. Uh, page 12, you got the, a new Loki series, spoilers. Yeah. Apparently Loki dies in War of the Realms. But what? Well, how can he be in his own book, yeah, Scott? Yeah, amazing. Isn't that? And he's back no, it's already. Not, it's yeah. not too spoiler. He died in issue one. Oh. Yeah, we're up to issue three. It's fine. <laughs> okay, all right. His, his dad ate him. That's not a joke. Picked <laughs> okay. him up, bit his head wait, off. Wait, and, his and dad or his adopted dad? His real dad. His real dad. Yeah, yeah, real dad, yeah. No. yeah. Odin, Odin. Odin didn't get much bigger and he didn't get much smaller. A friggin' frost giant picked him up and ate him. So what do you think of this next thing, Scott? Well, I'm I'm definitely going to give it a shot. So we got uh, Jason, Jason Aaron, Aaron and Al Ewing yeah. on Valkyrie. So we got the next incarnation of Jane Foster. I'm assuming at some point she died because now she's a Valkyrie, but I haven't read well, she's, that she's, part of it yet. She's so. cancer-free, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is some sort of like she beat death kind of thing okay. would be my guess. Um, but I'm supposing this will spin out of War of the Realms. Yep, yep right there. Or just straight yeah. from the pages, mm-hmm. so she'll get something. Yeah, so it's something coming out of that, but I will not, definitely be picking that not up. Not my Valkyrie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> let's not, not having it. Let's not pretend that I'm not going to pay for Punisher Kill Crew. Because yeah. <laughs> we all know that So are you trying to kill Punisher? No, it's Punisher <laughs> killing Punisher, crew, I guess. Killing, yeah, <laughs> the Cold Crush crew. Yep. <laughs> Page 20. Yep. Invisible Woman finally gets her own solo title. Mark Wade. Mark Wade. Wade. There you go. (laughs) So... Okay. If one, you told two. me Invisible Woman miniseries, I'd have gone like, eh, that might be okay. But if you said Mark Wade, Invisible Woman, I am there. How is there not a blank cover variant for this right? book? Right? Oh. <laughs> How's that not the standard? Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Or just a translucent one. That's <laughs> true. That would be even better. Ugh, why don't they ask us for our input? <laughs> <laughs> On uh, page 28 and 29, we've got some X-Men facsimile edition books. Ugh. We've got Giant Size number 1, New <laughs> Mutants 98, X-Men 1, and X-Men 137. Probably the only way I'm going to own Giant Size number 1 and X-Men number 1. Because I ain't rolling in Verizon money. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to make that. Uh, but after so that... <laughs> Jeff Dixon, if you're listening, you just got your shout out. <laughs> I used to have two copies of X-Men number one. Yeah. Scott, it's not a contest. <laughs> <laughs> but you're winning. <laughs> well, the key words in there were used, used to. to. Uh, I do still have my giant size X-Men number one, though. So. Nice. Yeah. So after that, we've got the True Believers selections for mm-hmm. this month. A lot of uh, Carnage yeah, books. all Carnage. and Well, I guess not the, the female Venom. The, yeah. It's pretty darn close, though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's probably definitely... the, only, the only important one there is the reprint of Amazing 361, which is like the first full... You know, Carnage appearance. I think Mind Bomb is worth quite a bit now, too. Is it really? Yeah, it's just like one of those random things I think that's probably under ordered now everybody wants. Yeah. Well, and the She Venom got hot there after It's also the from 96, so it's, it's yeah. post boom years when, you know, yeah. these things weren't exactly taken care of at that point. Mm-hmm. How do you not love that Sam Keith Venom tongue? Come on now. You know you want that. <laughs> on uh, 33, we've got Immortal Hulk okay, 21. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Uh, I just I just want to point out that these people look at these monitors sitting on those ball chairs. That's not great for your back. I don't care how good that's supposed to be for you. It's not it's not ideal. But what did you want to say? Oh, I, well, I thought you were skipping past Immortal Hulk. I yeah. said you were skipping Immortal oh, yeah, Hulk, but yeah. you didn't. So you're fine. I was hoping somebody would represent for it, so I didn't have to be for the third yeah. straight one. Be like, buy Immortal Hulk, and then I can go home. Next page, Ecstatics yeah. is coming back. It, well, even if it's just one, for one issue, one shot. that's we'll okay. See. I just like that it's being acknowledged. Yeah, there's a lot of Marvel one shots this month. Yeah. 
most of them don't seem that good. Well, we got Wolverine and Captain America mm-hmm. Weapon Plus one I'm shot. I'm oddly into this. Yeah, I have to I say, I think I want to check this out. Captain America in the Weapon X helmet with the shield looks. Yeah. I don't know, man. Again, we've talked about this before. As a as an almost forty year old, yeah, no, I get it. I don't yeah. really need to read about this. But I think about like if this had happened in ninety two, exactly. in seventh grade, <laughs> I'd have been like, oh my god, well, you guys. That's kind of the big appeal of Batman Ninja Turtles to me. Yeah, it's like why I didn't can totally that, why see didn't that. that come out when I was ten? I can absolutely see that. Page thirty seven. Uh, they got the Captain America twelve. You got the conclusion of Captain of Nothing. Um, that really, honestly, the first twelve issues of Captain America is the same story arc. Yeah. So they just they just gave it uh, two different uh, two different trades. So, but so that's a pretty long story wrapping up from Tom and Coates. After that, we've got some new Secret Warps. Did anybody read any of these? No. You know, I you'd like, think that of all of yeah. us, I'd be the one who got it. And yeah. I actually, and this tells you something, I passed these up as a shameless cash grab. I was like, nah. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I don't need these. And Mike kind of scoffed, like, you're not getting them? And I was like, nah, I guess I'm not. <laughs> I was I surprised even myself. We did have some bundles of them in the store. I don't know if we still do or not. But That's kind of where I felt was like someday I would find them on yeah, eBay. Yeah, All yeah, of them for the, 20 bucks yeah, or something. Right. And I'm sure I would enjoy them. I just like looking at the characters that they mash up. In yes. Yeah. Same it's way kinda, I felt yeah. about Amalgam. Yeah, or, yes, exactly. or Amalgam, as I frequently hear it called here. <laughs> You're not hearing it from me. I'll tell I know. You know I know. No. From people um, who don't know what that word is. No, there was a, there were a couple good books come out of that, though. I thought like the, the, the Captain America Doctor Strange mashup is a really... Was like Soldier Supreme or Super Soldier? Super Soldier and then Doctor Strange Fate was the... No, 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 I'm sorry. No, no, the Warps is what I was talking about. Oh, the Warps. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one that was Cap and Doctor Strange was a nice matchup. Soldier Supreme. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. Yep. So I got a weird question, and Dan, you can probably answer this to Mm -hmm. me for me as a a maybe more into this minutiae. All right, so... Back in the day, ROM was part of the Marvel Universe, yes. right? And aren't there some books that can't be reprinted yes. that yeah. were fairly important because they have ROM yeah. in them? Does this mean someday if Marvel loses yes. Conan? Yeah, so I'd like, that's the, mm-hmm. I keep thinking on Savage Avengers, as they came out this week, and obviously I was going to buy it anyway. I, I laughed and told my wife when I was bagging and boarding stuff today. I was like, uh, have you ever seen a more me book than one with Wolverine, Punisher, and Conan on it? And she's like, not oh, really, no, you just need Batman, and then you're all set. Right. Like, yeah, for sure. But someday these are, Mar- Marvel's not going to have Conan forever. Right. Mm-hmm. And someday these will just not be able to even be reprinted. Yeah, so, yeah. Which in this day and age, you think they'd be really adverse to. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Like, I can't yeah. believe that somebody didn't there must be a clause right that says okay but we get to keep making these right because well, that's the first thing i thought too exactly like you said you would think that marvel corporate would have immediately shut that down and been like whoa whoa, whoa we don't own this I'll character tell you what, he though, can't be in that um again this doesn't affect the store as much but i've been seeing some weird things with digital stuff lately like with the dc uh, universe app so they just added twenty thousand comics to the app now that you could read they've got he-man in there which they're not currently publishing but they were the last. But they were the ones, and they, and they right. created these books. They also have uh, the Dark Horse crossovers on there, hmm. like the Batman Aliens, Superman, say, the, the yeah, JLA Predator. Yeah, all that, that stuff. stuff is on there. And I'm like, huh. well, they have to have some kind of agreement with Dark Horse to yeah. do that, or Fox. Yeah, which that's even weirder, right? Because it's owned by Disney now. Yeah. Hmm. So that's the thing. I mean, I think at some point people are going to want to make money off this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I just realized the other day was on the Archie app. <laughs> they have the some of the Impact books, which were created by DC when they were licensing their characters back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. So Archie still owns that material, but you would assume 
creators are getting royalties and things like that. So, and again, through another company, who knows how that worked 20, 30 years ago. Well, and then, you know, you've got that weird thing. I brought this up before and I was talking about Valiant. So the, the gold key characters that Valiant used, Valiant doesn't own the rights to those characters anymore, but the people who own the gold key characters rights don't have the rights to Valiant's yeah. versions of them either, right. which is such a weird thing where mm-hmm. literally no one can publish this. Yeah. <laughs> so that feels pointless, right? Like yeah. it's you, good for literally no one. One? Like, right. neither of you get to use it? Can't somebody come to some yeah. sort of agreement? But I guess the answer is no. And at some point, I think you're going to get, well, we might as well be making some money off this right. than nothing. Yeah. So you think agreements will be yeah. made at some Half point. Half of it with somebody's better than making literally Ex- nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, That's how we ended up with Spider-Man in the MCU, right? Yeah. You can keep making movies that don't make money, or you can let us use yeah. it, and we'll make it for you and share. Yeah. And by the way, the ROM books that you can't get in reprints anymore, there's an issue of Avengers with ROM on the cover, there's yeah. some Marvel 2-in-1s, and there's some Power Man and Iron Fist books. And like appears. Dire Wraiths were part of that too, right? Yes, but like but, Marvel can still use them. But yeah, because they created them. The only right. ROM thing was the toy. So all the Dire right. Wraiths, like the neutralizer that was used to steal Storm's powers, that all came out of ROM. They can do all that stuff, um, but they can't just use the actual ROM character. So like in like there was a Space Knight book, um, and instead of calling him ROM, he was referred to in the past as the greatest Space Knight of all. So there you go. There's a little ROM history. For this you. was right. this was so confusing to me when I first really got into comics in the early '90s, and I was also into well, what are now vintage toys, but were then just like from my recent childhood. Like mm-hmm. I was trying to buy the Star Wars and GI Joes that I didn't have from Dennis, I might add. Right. Um, but uh, but I remember being really confused that I knew ROM as an '80s toy line, and I remembered it had a licensed comic. But I, I remember reading about them appearing in Avengers, and I was like, wait, what the hell? Is there, like, a different <laughs> right. ROM? Am I confused yeah. or something? Because, like, G.I. Joe was published by Marvel, but it wasn't in the Marvel Universe yeah. either. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's well, such a, it's such a strange And you situation. had, like, that Godzilla book, too, yeah. where he was in the Marvel, Marvel Universe, Universe and stuff oh, like that. Oh, I, didn't, I mm-hmm. don't remember that. Yeah, like yep. King of That's Monsters Shield or whatever Shield and Fantastic yeah. Four all showed up Spider-Man, in the Godzilla book. Doctor Strange Which showed up in, like, Which you can see why somebody said yes to this, right? If they were like, what if we had Avengers and Godzilla? And, like, editorial's going to be like, print it, print now. And that's the thing. I'll give I'll give Marvel credit for doing this Savage Avengers thing with Conan because it's it's going to be a fun book. People yeah. are going to be super into this. It's one of and the first things I read when I get home. Tonight. And you know it'll be it'll be <laughs> one of those things where like they'll get to the point where they won't be able to publish this stuff, yeah. but they're doing mm-hmm. it now. But for now, and you know. Shogun Warriors was another title like that too. So the yeah. big giant Japanese Damn. robot just dropping knowledge all over the place. <laughs> I keep I keep a copy of Shogun Warriors number one on my wall whenever oh, I go to conventions. I think I say above your bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't go. There. I'm not that extreme. <laughs> it's just ROM and Micronauts. Oh, Scott's I wife is Micronauts very too. understanding. Yes. <laughs> it means a lot to him, you guys. I let him put it in the bedroom. I'm, uh, I'm just, to stay in my man things from 1992, oh yeah, the yeah. summer special issue, uh, man, I, I, it's got a Ron Lim cover. I'm going to buy it. Those <laughs> what things also so fun. has a Ron Lim cover is mm. Captain America and the Invaders, mm-hmm. the Bahamas Triangle. Roy Thomas, Jerry yeah. Ordway. Yeah, so definitely some old school action going awesome. on there. I just really appreciate that if they were doing a throwback thing, because those those Marvel swimsuit issues and things were, were huge sellers in the 90s. I appreciate that they went and dug up a, a, an era-appropriate artist. Yeah, well, know, what I liked, so though, cool. too, was those Impossible Man summer specials they did for a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> those were great. I would get those in the summertime and read those. Oh, Inth Man. Wasn't that also a licensed character that wasn't really Marvel? I don't know if it was licensed, but I think maybe Larry Hama owns it or I something. Think, yeah, I, yeah, so I mean, like, like Marvel that. didn't yeah, actually yeah, own yeah. it; it was owned by but somebody like, else. But it was in it right. But it was in no. the Marvel universe, yeah. but then it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Josh is still holding out hope for Nth Man to come back. On <laughs> uh, forty-nine, 49. there we go. Yep. Spider-Man Life Story number five: The Aughts. 
Yes. So, Civil War. When, when Spider-Man loses money in the dot-com crash. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I say that, that's probably yeah. what will well, happen, he's, actually. He's, in, like, he's, in, he's literally in the red yeah. on this cover. Well, so. you nailed it. <laughs> uh, What's your next thing, man? 52. Go. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. I haven't been picking it up. I should have been. It's Dick Spencer's writing it. Looks like really the superior good. foes are coming into the yeah. storyline, so I'll probably have to pick this I up. Know, I'm a, I know. I love the superior foes. Um, I, on, I got 56, Go. actually. If you don't read Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, I look at I cannot really in good conscience say that there needs to be as many Spider-Man books as are put out in a month. Bleeding <laughs> Cool has a lot of fun every time Marvel publishes their solicitations to talk about how many different Spider-Man books they put out. But the next couple of pages friendly neighborhood spider-man is really freaking fun am i the only one that reads it i'm not reading I, yeah it. i don't it's it's been a really fun book in general it's got some like sort of wacky super heroics it turned out there was an upside down new york underneath new york and spider-man <laughs> had to go into it and rescue somebody which was really cool this is also where aunt may he finds out aunt may has cancer and they're dealing with her treatment for the 14th and the time <laughs> yeah but it was done really it was legitimately touching the last yeah, issue. Yeah, Spider Man. Peter had to tell her, "I have a lot going on." When she asked it, because he had somewhere else to be as Spider Man, and he like had a greater good thing, and it had a really sweet ending where he showed up in the end with a bunch of uh, trashy magazines and stuff, and he sat with Aunt May and held her hand during mm -hmm. her chemo for her first round of chemo. And it's Tom Taylor does a does a really nice job writing a legitimately sort of like tug on the heartstrings side of Spider-Man. Um, Human Torch has been in it. It's had like some sort of, you know, Spider-Man's friends kind of stuff going. Mm -hmm. uh, there's definitely a take that's not an Amazing. Amazing's straight up superhero of the life and times of Peter. Friendly Neighborhood has been a little bit more of an extended cast and I like that a lot. Well, that's usually better when you get different tones yeah. and feels mm -hmm. with the books, yep. you yeah. know. They did that in the Batman books for a while around 2000 yeah. when they kind of soft relaunched Well, they everything. tried to do it with the Spider-Man books in the 2000s too when uh, Peter Parker was basically the boring Spider-Man book right. and Amazing was the good one <laughs> yeah. and they're like oh it's going to be a more dramatic one you mean it's a snooze and mm -hmm. Peter basically <laughs> whines and cries all the time it wasn't yeah. really a Spider-Man book but this this I think feels like what that one was supposed to be when I think Paul Jenkins was writing it back mm -hmm. then um, and it's been really nice uh, anybody got anything on the next page because my next one is Superior Spider-Man uh, I got page 58. I'm, I'm right after that. So. Yeah, so Go page ahead. 58. Uh, I just got to mention this. We have an Alex Saviuk cover, and, of course, we did an interview with Alex Saviuk back in episode. I wrote it down someplace. Where's my number? Episode 15. So if you want to hear Alex Saviuk, Saviuk walks, wax poetically, as I can't talk, but apparently he can, um, about his career in comics, episode 15. Go. I really like Superior Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm going to go on my side Spider-Man books. Um, the only character I have ever liked as much as I like Batman is Spider-Man, so I'm, I'm a mark for it completely. But okay, somebody brought this up the other day at the store, and I can't remember. What is the concept of this? Like, okay. who, who oh. is this Superior Spider-Man? Still Doc Ock. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But when they did the whole Brain Peter was dead and right. Doc Ock's spirit was in Peter's body and blah, 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 blah. Um, when they undid it, Doc Ock died, but then they like made him a clone body he has like a new young healthy body so he is in a guy in his prime of his life body but it's still doc ock's mind and spirit but it is him having basically been tempered by mm -hmm. one of the one of the 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 themes of superior spider-man was that even though he had ostensibly pushed peter out 
Peter's sense of right and wrong affected right. Otto's mm-hmm. brain, and it made him like reconsider all the things he had done. So it's like a jerk version of Spider-Man. He's still not <laughs> real nice, and he has a tendency to want to, you know, villain pontificate, like, puny mortals kind mm-hmm. of stuff, <laughs> like foolish people. And he tends to yell and, and, and pontificate and really um, over over narrate what he's going to do. And he's got like the uh, some, some sort of like octopus arm stuff that he uses too, which is appropriate because it just looks like a spider. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's nice because it's about like an auto that's trying to do better and mm-hmm. trying to live up to Peter's legacy. And he's out on the West Coast. So he's gone to the uh, he's, he's a Spider-Man of the other coast now, which to go back. West Side is the best side. I so. love West Coast Avengers. It's one of my favorite <laughs> comics when I was a kid. So, Did you um, also like a Mike Murdoch in uh, Daredevil whenever that happened? You know, I didn't even know what that was until he came back. <laughs> <that> <laughs> long. I've never heard of that in my life. Right. And I went and looked it up and I thought, okay, like, <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, so after that on 61, we've got Spider-Man City at War number 5. Uh, I started reading this. It was supposed to be a new story in the game universe. So far, it has been an adaptation it, of the game. I've been buying them, but I haven't read them yet. I wondered about yeah, that, too. Yeah, oh, and I thought, a, I'm a little bummed about that. Um, but how cool is that 8-bit variant cover? <laughs> yeah, It looks like, like Mario 2. Yeah, all the covers have been really nice, but it's just like, I was hoping for something new here. Yeah. You know, I've played the game, and I'm late playing the game, so everybody else has oh, by now. That's great. Hey, because you demanded on 63, so, yeah. the death, death of Rocket. Jeez. Yeah, who demanded that? Is a, that? that is a grim freaking cover. Yeah. The less said, the better. 69? 60, 65, nice. Okay, go. 65, uh, the Silver Surfer Black cover. So good, it is literally my iPhone wallpaper right now. <laughs> uh, man, that looks great. I cannot wait for that book. And variant cover by Ron Lim. A lot of a Ron lot Lim of variants yeah, this, this month. month yeah. He's getting work. Yep. <laughs> All right, so page uh, page 69, you got Fantastic Four number 12. So everybody fight. likes a good fight between the Thing and the Hulk. So here you go. So it's Thing versus Immortal Hulk. Um, at first glance, I thought, my gosh, Thing is a little small compared to the Hulk. But then I realized, oh, yeah, he's like on his knees. Yeah. You know, so it's not uh, it's not that big of a size difference. But Does the- that not look like a Richard Corbin cover? But it's not. I can, like, look at the face, little, right? Yeah, you see, I mean, like, can, the faces look yeah, like Richard Corbin faces. The Hulk more than the yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. The first thing I thought when I saw that face is, is that Corbin? And then I looked at it, I'm like, nope, yeah, it's a sod ribbon. Yep. So, but those were always like. Like in the early, early days of Marvel, like when the big guys got together and were supposed to right. fight, you know, those were always popular and books. So fingers crossed, maybe something we get in a movie soon. Uh, yeah, hey, you know, it could happen go. now. It could happen. Mm-hmm. So excited. Uh, oh, again, back to Fantastic Four. It's old news now, but I think the latest issue nine, the Fantastic Four are in Doom's castle. And they're trying to access his network, and so they're trying to figure out Doom's password. <laughs> Wi-Fi password. And so, <laughs> thing says. Just say Richards, but with six exclamation points, and the I is a one, and the S is a dollar sign. <laughs> and now, if you ever go to Dan's house, you yeah, know what the Wi-Fi password is. is. <laughs> My next uh, thing's up to one eighteen. So uh, right after that, on page seventy, is uh, Marvel Comics presents number seven. We got the first few here at the store. I picked them up. They're pretty good. Yeah, they are. I'm really liking this. I, you know, I didn't realize it when I st- I just started buying them because. I uh, just started buying them. Right. Um, but uh, <laughs> why do I? What's my criteria? <laughs> I, I don't have a criteria a lot of times. But I like the era stuff. Yeah. Right? Like there's the different. So there's the Wolverine story that goes through all of them that's continuing. And then there are all these different one shots that yeah, are set. Which have been eras. really good. Have you read the last one that's Peter Parker and Star Wars? Yeah. That's great. I, I love that night. a lot. <laughs> I like that a lot, man. 
75, Punisher's back in New York City, which is going to be really fun because the Kingpin is still the mayor. So I want to say, too, Greg Smallwood has been doing some great covers, and I don't think he's getting enough credit because he's had some really good uh, cover work lately. The next page, 77. Oh, man, Acts of Evil, Punisher fighting the Brood. Brood yeah. Queen. So a la... And then all these other ones, too. Like, I'll take Ms. Marvel fighting the Super Scroll, and it's all good. I'm, I'm really excited for Axie People. It's going to be fun to go back to a uh, to a summer annual crossover thing again. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I don't have anything for quite a while to the point where I'm not sure what page it is. Like I said, my next thing's not to 118, which is in the trades. Yeah. So. On, on 85, Scott, if you notice, it says it all ends here for Uncanny X-Men. This is also the same month that Hickman takes over, over those books, so maybe we're in a transition Could between be. between writing staffs here. Is that just for that title, though, or is it for all of well, the X-Men titles? Well, that's that's the only actual ongoing X-Men book right oh, now, okay. because right. Age of X-Men is also that's in here right. this month. Yeah. Age of X-Men Omega is in here, so all that will wrap up right around the same time that the new books start, and they haven't announced any of the, uh, the new titles other than Uncanny will continue on. Fairly easy to, to you know, extrapolate from that that maybe we'll get those powers in-house for a little bit and then some new books afterwards. Cool. Uh, anybody got anything for 103? I am looking. I do not. Okay. Go ahead. So going in, we're kind of going into the collection section here. Uh, with the Marvel Select, we're getting Fantastic Four Behold Galactus Marvel Select hardcover. This was the oversized collection they did a while back. Looks like this is more of a standard size book. So okay. if you didn't get it before because it wouldn't fit on your shelf, this one probably will. Uh, right after that, we have Marvel Illustrator Sketchbook, which I think is sort of a how-to kind of thing. Like uh, how to draw comics the Marvel's way. But yeah, back sort in of the thing. 80s Probably like a more yeah. modern kind of take mm-hmm. on that. Oh, man, on the next page. It's, it's the small f- trim size, though. They should have made that bigger. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, you're okay. The official handbook of the Marvel Universe. It's all of the 80s stuff all collected. Because nothing's changed since then. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Man, that's, I'm so I've got, into that. That book is my Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tried, explain yourself. <laughs> explain yourself. <laughs> that was the hot take of the episode. I thought my $5 comic rant was going to be, but Dan Brown says, Handbook of the Marvel Universe was my Vietnam. Well, when, somebody, when one of your friends gives you a bunch of back issues and that whole runs in there and you read everything you get, that is a nightmare. That is a slog getting through those. That's a few weekends of just reading these textbooks, learning more than you ever wanted to know about the nine realms. Half of which doesn't matter anymore I, at that exactly. point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, and then Rom's he le- in that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one sixteen. We're getting the big complaint I keep hearing about Savage Sword of Conan. It is in color, so we are getting a black and white collection here for all you haters. So, <laughs> on on one eleven, if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, Venom by Donny Cates. I, I still think it's one of the best books that Marvel puts out every single month. So if you haven't checked it out, the uh, first I see many issues one through twelve. For thirty-five bucks in an oversized hardcover, so it's a good deal. Nobody's gonna talk about the design on uh, one ten. Uh, get it. Okay, there you go. All right. I figured <laughs> Thanks, one of you guys. Would, I figured one of you guys would say something no, about Dan, that. So I haven't read them, and I we uh, talked about this before. I, I really want to, but I Dan, really like Ed Pisker. Yep. Uh, Hip Hop Family Tree is always worth picking up. Uh, I don't know what else I can say to convince people to buy this book if you haven't already. On uh, 135, we've got the Meet the Scrolls trade. I read the first few issues of that. Are you up on that? Yeah, or? it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really good idea. It's a good concept. It's you know, and it's from the Scrolls' point of view too, yeah. when they're fighting the heroes <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, I said this before. You know, I, I freaking love the Americans. It's my favorite all-time hour-long show, and 
that pitch of it being the Americans in the Marvel Universe, I was like, well, that's that's a lot to live up to. But right. I can definitely see where they took the inspiration. And I think they did a really nice job. Yeah. Um, the Americans, if you don't know, is about not just a family, but also their kids who are Russian spies at a certain point. And having, They're like having, sleeper having, agents. Yeah, right. like the parents are the only sleeper agents, but eventually the kids become, well, the older daughter um, gets embroiled in all that as well. And I, I thought that was nice when I read Meet the Scrolls and I realized it's it's a whole family of Scrolls and the, the kids are also agents, yeah. not just being allowed to be kids that right. that that was really great in the americans it's been really fun in meet the scrolls too and the back. art really suits it it's kind of weird looking yeah. a little indie yeah back on page 118 got war of the realms trade paperback so if you're like me and have held off on reading on war of the realms here's your chance to pick that up and trade and includes the war of the realms omega book which is actually solicited this month but this won't be out until august upside so. the spoiler that we dropped at the beginning of the episode doesn't really matter because loki has his own that's book, right so we yeah. all know it's okay mm-hmm. yeah so he'll be he, he gets better Yep. <laughs> it didn't take, as I like to say. Yes. Every time somebody dies and comes back. Anybody uh, got anything else? I got one more thing. I don't know. 140 fun. 140, 140 fun. It is. It's a fun book. <laughs> We've got uh, Star Wars Volume 11, The Scourging of Shutoran. This is the end of Karen Gillan's run on uh, Star Wars. This is uh, a princess kind of screws over the rebellion, and Leia doesn't take it lying down. She goes after him. Yeah. And this was a really good story. Uh, it's something I feel like we should see more of in Star Wars. You know, when the rebellion takes a hit, they hit back. Yep. So really, they good are story. in fact militants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Page one thirty. You got Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky, Volume One. So this is collects the first six issues of the Chip Zdarsky run, and it's been good so far. One thirty six. We have another printing of Hulk World War Hulk, which is kind of going to become one of those evergreen stories. I think for Marvel, uh-huh. that will constantly be. <laughs> oh, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> Um, for Marvel, <laughs> that is always going to be in print. So, uh, yeah, so here's yet another printing if you haven't read that. Uh, if you were a fan of Thor Ragnarok, you need to read this book. My last thing is on 147. Holy crap, do I love Greg Pak's The Incredible Hercules. Have you read it? No, I haven't. It's so freaking it's one of those fun. Things I have not read it. I always it. heard good things about Man, it. Man, it's so good. Got around to it. Legitimately one of my all-time favorite runs of any character by any creator. It's just... It's just good, man. It's funny. It's got great superhero action in it. It still had like a lot of pathos and emotion to it with him and Amadeus Cho. But it was still a book about basically a big drunken bro who wants to be a hero. It was really, really fun. If you've never read it, man, you should. So good. Seven for seven. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, on the last page, Marvel is showing all their posters. They don't let us uh, play our fun game. They must be listening. <laughs> I feel sorry for TBA. He's out of work. Yeah. yeah. RIP <laughs> TBA. So now we're going into the big book. Big book. Page, page 30. Get your own copy of previews. Play along at home. Page 32. Previews t-shirts. Like, if they sent these to the store, like, gave us free shirts, yeah, I guess yeah, I'd yeah. wear it. But I'm not exactly buying, what I was say, I'm but buying a preview shirt. Now, just to spite you, I want to buy <laughs> shirts. <laughs> and I'm going to wear it every time we do this show. So uh, after that, we go into the free comic book day offerings. And again, that's this Saturday, mm-hmm. May 4th. Uh, we will be getting in all the gold tier books, uh, which just quick rundown. Riverdale, Stranger, Th- Stranger Things, Black Hammer, uh, Under the Moon, Catwoman Tale, Your Weedenverse, Buffy, Firefly, Interceptor, Disney, Descendants. Are you familiar with that, Matt? 
uh, you know Disney Descendants is, is yeah. the uh, it's the descendants of Disney villains. So it's like it's Captain like Hook's daughter, like Ursula's for... aunt, nephew, or whatever. Yeah, like Disney Runaways. Yeah, kind of. Uh, Bloodshot, Pokemon, Doctor Who, Deadly Class, Ninja Turtles, and Avengers will be all our free offerings here at the store. Plus the Year of the One. Yeah, and the, of course the DC's Year of the Villain, no, number one, which yeah. we will have for quite a while in here, I'm sure. <laughs> so make sure you get yours, or we'll just give you one. <laughs> we legitimately consider just putting one in every single poll yesterday. We were, uh, we were talking about putting them in all the bags. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, image, page 54, I, you were number one. Yep. I, I kind of like to kind of guess that what might be the book. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm getting that one for sure. It feels like Suicide Squad. Uh, somebody compared it as Game of Thrones. That's how Image is pitching it. Is that if yeah. you like Game of Thrones, you like this, which I think is just a thing that people say anytime something's fantasy now. Yeah. But if like you like Game of Thrones, then you'll love any other fantasy ever. Oh, never they got swords, don't they? <laughs> but like to do so, the Imperials assemble six of its most despicable prisoners. Yeah, it's kind of like a suicide squad. Yeah, it's like a dirty dozen suicide <laughs> yeah, squad kind go, of thing. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, on 46, Jason Aaron and oh, Dennis Hopeless, which I guess he's now going by his real name, Dennis Hallam, yeah. uh, have Sea of Stars, which is a book about a space trucker. I have no opinion on that other than just say that's a heck of a pitch. And you probably want the cover B. Ooh, what was on cover B? No. Mike Mignola's cover B. Oh, well, now i got to go put <laughs> oh, that I down. All right. Well, I guess I'm in. <laughs> I just, see, I didn't say anything about it. I figured you would. So. No, I didn't notice that. Man, where's my brain? <laughs> on uh, 66, we've got the Saga Compendium Volume 1. Uh, so get that while the book's on hiatus. Yeah. And but get caught soon. up. Get caught up. Yeah. On page 60, the final issue of Paper Girls, which is sad. If you haven't read it, you should. Come pick up some trades. Um, on 62, am I the only one that reads Criminal? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I have complicated feelings about this hardcover. Uh, on one hand, the value proposition that Ed Brubaker has always made to people, because when Criminal started, it was a very low print. And he needed it to stay in business, obviously. And he basically said, in, and not basically, he literally said that the stuff that he put in the letter pages and the extra essays at the end of every issue were not going to be reprinted. So it was to incentivize people that if you bought the issues, you would always have more than the trade people did. Now we're putting out a hardcover of two issues that has stuff that wasn't in the issues. And I'm real happy about it because I'm glad the book's doing well and I'm glad they're like, you know, just in time for convention season. That's why they're doing it. It's going to be out at San Diego. But it's a little weird that you're kind of breaking the promise that you made to everybody to get them to buy your floppy issues. for Because right. this book reads much, much better in trade than it does in it, issues. It is. A, it does tie into criminal. Because yeah. I was just saying, it's just branded Bad Weekend, yep. right? It's criminal okay. issue two and three. Oh, okay. Yep. But it was a story set at a comic convention. Oh, so that's right. why they're doing it. Like somebody pointed out, hey, that'd be great if you had it for San Diego Comic Con. Right. And he cranked out a special edition hardcover just to have something to do. Yep, Saga Compendium, I had that marked, and you guys have already covered it. So what's your next thing? 88's my next thing. Yeah, me too. Which, go, you go. Well, Spawn 299. Mm-hmm. So we've got, we're have got one issue away from Spawn 300, mm-hmm. that milestone. And that is an homage to Amazing 299. Yeah. So we got so, our answer. Yep, so, that, so we can guess what's coming for... Well, he's already done a Spawn homage to, I think, to yeah, issue I 300 think so, before. But so. It doesn't yeah. mean he can't do a new <laughs> more one. Than, more than yeah. ones, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing until 98. I, well, I think I'm done with image. Page so. 95, we've got one of my favorite things in action figures with the Stranger Things figures is the, if you don't have context for these toys, they look like very boring action figures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. It's, it's like sort of plain clothes Chief Hopper and Eleven. 
It also so. looks like it's an episode of To Catch a Predator. So going into Dark Horse. Dark, yep. yeah. No, I'm excited for Black Hammer Justice League. Is that Time Trapper? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I Maybe. So. I didn't even pay attention. I was just like, oh, Jeff Lemire is doing Black yeah. Hammer Justice League? Yes. Please give it to me. We got some Starros in the preview yeah. right there. It should be fun. My next thing is 117, so... 104. Same. We've got the Orville comic. Go ahead. I'm definitely getting this. It's a two-issue miniseries. It's take, it takes place in between seasons one and two. Shouldn't have this been out a year ago then? Since <laughs> season two just wrapped up last week? Probably. But I don't care because I just started watching the Orville not oh, very yeah, long ago. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really love Seth MacFarlane. Um, like give, I don't like I don't like Family Guy, shall we yeah. say? But I watched the wife and I watched a couple episodes of this because she is a secret Star Trek fan. Oh, she's um, gonna be, she's gonna love it, right? So we watched a couple of season one episodes, and we sort of were in this weird. I can't decide if this is a parody or not because it's sort of goofy, but it's also sort of sci-fi. But then we watched. I heard how good the two-part episode about Isaac, where they go to the Kalon homeworld and yeah. all that. I heard how good that was, and I just watched it on hulu oh, i watched okay. it by myself on saturday and when mona came home i was finishing it up she's like what are you doing you watching the orville and i was like it's really freaking good you gotta watch it we restarted i watched the whole thing over again and we got done she goes huh and i'm like it's good right and she goes well i was wrong <laughs> i was like yeah it's not bad man it's, it's so i found it's really divisive with trek fans yeah I, they you know? shouldn't i mean i yeah. i've watched star trek discovery this is this is better star yeah. trek than star yeah, trek discovery I, in watched, my I watched the pilot when it aired actually on broadcast yeah. tv i haven't gone back to it i've watched all of orville yep so it's it's solid episodic sci-fi which I, you don't get anymore really. no that, completely when i when i watched a little star trek discovery we turned it off and again my wife likes star trek a lot we both agreed to turn it off, and I said, is it bad? And she goes, I don't know, but I don't like it. And I said, is it maybe just that we, I don't know, don't need more Star Trek in our life at this point? And she's like, maybe that's what it is. And we, we gave up on it. And then we watched the Orville, and I thought, nope, I just didn't like it. I did need more <laughs> yeah. Star Trek. This is my Star Trek yeah. I needed. I was it is, wrong. It is more Star Trek than what yeah. you're going to get from Star Trek yeah. now. Hmm. Especially if you're like me and you are really, the first thing you really loved in Trek was Next Generation. It yeah. feels very much like for Next sure. Generation. And it, well, there's all really need to do. There's a reason for that. You've got guys that worked on Next Generation yeah. working on this show. <laughs> and, you know, McFarlane's a big Trekkie. So, you're going to have that. It's definitely a love letter, which I wasn't oh, sure initially yeah. if that's it, what it, it was. Is. Yep. So, 117, we've got the longest title uh, for any book <laughs> in the catalog. The CBLDF presents Selling Comics, the guide to retailing and best practices in the greatest modern art form, trade paperback. Which seems like an odd thing to put into the catalog. Like, you have a pretty limited market for this, but the idea is, like, it's essays on... You know, from professionals about how to market, how to you know do in-store events. Uh, Fifteen bucks support CBLDF. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm thinking about picking I'll, it up. I'll probably check that out. Yeah, I think so too. Not gonna lie to you, I literally have nothing for 104 pages. So, okay, uh, well, well, this is the time where you get to have your see. break from Matt. <laughs> I can't. I'm out of order here. Well, on page 138 in IDW, we've got H.G. Uh, Wells, The Island of Dr. Moreau, number one. Uh, with th what really stood out to me with this is art by Gabriel Rodriguez, which looks really nice here. I'm not like I like H.D. Wells. I'm not a huge Dr. Moreau fan, but this you know it's only two issues, so I'll probably pick this up. Got 166, uh, so you just go to uh, 166. Okay. 157 Care Bears, y'all. <laughs> 
I guess there's a new cartoon on Boomerang. Which oh, man, I, didn't I was hoping this was the dark, the dark, gritty Care Bears <laughs> reboot. <laughs> oh, if only. But no, uh, Care In Bears. a world where <laughs> no one cares. Uh, Care Bears Unlock the Magic, number one of three. So if you want to get your Care Bears fixed, there you go. Uh, 161, Dick Tracy Forever, number four. Uh, wrapping up the Michael Oming series. Um, so far, only the first issue of out is out. It's pretty good. Uh, it's a fun book. Again, though, the same kind of problem I had with Dead or Alive is I need something kind of consistent here with Dick Tracy. <laughs> you know, it's just like you're. If you just give me another miniseries by another team, how do I really get into this? Mm-hmm. How do I get excited about something I know is going to end in four issues? Mm-hmm. And again, there's just less of a chance that I'll like the next thing. Uh, 169, we've oh, got... Oh, 166, got Superman, The Silver Age Sundays, Volume oh, 2. Just mentioning this again because it's got uh, alternate... Or it's got a Pete Poplaski cover, and then we got to interview Pete Poplaski um, at uh, the SalukiCon last year. That's in episode... Oh, I just saw episode 26. So he has a lot of interesting stories about having worked with Eisner. I mean, how many times you get to talk to somebody with somebody who's worked with you know Eisner yeah. before. So, and yeah. he had some cool Dick Tracy masks there that he had made <laughs> that he was trying to get produced that were really cool and I really wanted to steal from him. Yeah. And there's a <laughs> sketch from him someplace here in the store. Yeah, there's a sketch cover that we waited around for. Yeah. When I but it was it. worth it. It was. It was worth it. Man, someday when the cops show up asking <laughs> to talk to Dan Brown, <laughs> this will be referenced. <laughs> did you or did you not say you really wanted to steal from him, Mr. Brown? That was Matt. <laughs> That's the thing. Someone's, someone's going to have to listen to this, Matt, and we all know they don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, not since I started working on it. <laughs> hey, we have uh, three five-star ratings on iTunes now. <laughs> That's uh, from you, me, and Dan, right? No, no, actually, actually, one of them is my neighbor in Harrisburg, so there's yes, one. I don't know who the other two are from. It ain't, it but, ain't uh, me because I haven't reviewed it. And I, I haven't either, so... <laughs> 169 we've got league league of extraordinary gentlemen volume four the tempest and i believe this was wrapping up league of extraordinary yeah gentlemen. i think this is it and right so i'd say yeah supposedly you know we'll see i'm sure he'll Till come those back watchman checks dry yeah. up no way <laughs> <laughs> my next thing's 181 on uh, 181 188 188 okay, one. we have the marvel tiny tins series one it's miniature lunch boxes so yeah, they've got eight awesome. of them. Yeah, and I'm like, I want to actually put you know like hooks on them and hang them on my Christmas tree. Oh, there you uh, go. Christmas time is what I want to yeah. do because I have like a Hallmark ornament that's like a mini. It's like the Star Wars one. Man, I thought you were going mini, somewhere uh, different when you said put hooks on them. I thought you were going to be like take these things fishing. <laughs> I was like Scott Reed. That's a weird way to fish. Yeah, no hooks you, for ornaments. Hey, so. Scott knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now go. On uh, 188 from uh, Dynamite, we've got the Vampirella blank comic mm-hmm. book. So I believe this is the first one we've seen since the DC blank books. Yeah, the three the completely blank yeah. books. Yeah, that's the only ones that I remember seeing. So I'm torn on this one. It's like I don't know that I want to go to a convention and ask people to do Vampirella for me. That's not really my thing. But, uh, but well, if you do, be sure to breathe heavily. When you do it. <laughs> Make it as weird as possible. <laughs> Make sure you're wearing your track pants. Yes. You <laughs> and keep your hands in your pockets at all times. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the blank, speaking of the blank book, I am still working on it. Okay, that's right. I haven't I'm, forgotten I'm, it. I'm in the so I will get it all done. Nudge to you there. Okay. Now I, I should uh, uh, go back on that because Christopher Priest is going to be writing Vampirella. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm torn. Like that's I don't know if what I want to start. What that. if we get a Vampirella Deathstroke crossover? Well, that won't happen. <laughs> but 
the idea of Christopher Priest on Vampirella does have me interested. I probably won't get it, but you probably it's going to be one of the better writers who have ever written yeah. for Vampirella. Have you, so. met, have you met him in a con? Or I have not. Man, he's such a nice dude. On a, he seems like it. Yeah. I've just seen some interviews with him. So. 204, 205, we've got uh, the boys' omnibus trades coming out. Read it now before the show yep. so you can tell everybody how wrong the show is. <laughs> <laughs> or just see that guy who's like, hey, really, when it's just comic. Yeah. He's learned the show. Oh, they think they'll 268. What about you? Well, that's you me, guys. 268. I got so. 218. There's an R.L. Stein graphic novel. So if you have, you know, middle school kids, and it looks really kind of cool. The cover looks really great, to be honest, um, by somebody I've never heard of, I guess. Um, and you'll be like, I can't believe you never heard of Julian Tedesco, <laughs> man. Uh, but the interiors look a little bit more manga influenced, so that feels like that would fit really well uh, with, uh, with the younger audience right now. And then what's the next thing? You guys have 268? Yeah. We're going to talk about Second Coming? Second Coming, yeah. yeah. All right, great. Go. <laughs> New uh, publisher. Yeah, Ahoy yeah. Comics. Ahoy Comics. Same book. Yep. Which still Same don't covers. Know, still don't know what Ahoy stands for. <laughs> That's like a secret message thing. Yeah. Like some, but you said somebody guessed somebody, it. Some, they have conferred someone figured it out, but they didn't say what it was. Yeah. I still don't know what I think about that book, but... Uh, you, can, uh, you can get it now, though, and check it out. There we go. Yeah, so we can actually see. So uh, find, right. out, find out how sacrilegious it actually yeah. is. Right so. under that is Goon Number 5, which are, with a really nice Steve Rude uh, variant cover there. Yeah, not bad. My next thing's not until 326. Mine's 281. Archie versus Predator 2. <laughs> the Reckoning. <laughs> so I'm super excited about that. And I, then, I had somebody at the, this convention last weekend that didn't believe that there was an Archie versus Sharknado book, and I had to show uh, them a copy to prove Archie meets were, Punisher, too. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, back in the day. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then on 282 is the Archie art of Francesco Francavia. Uh, a hardcover for 25 bucks. It's 104 pages of all the different covers that he's done for Archie comics over the last few years. And, man, those things and are And that'll gorgeous. probably have the original Afterlife with Archie cover, right? That's must, hard to find now, too. Because it was the variant cover to the Life of Archie book that's kind of started the idea. Yep, I'm assuming so. Uh, I think that probably that may be the first thing he did, right? As far as I know, Archie? it is. Yeah. But again, I don't follow it that closely. On a 308, we've got Talk Bernie to me, the <laughs> Bernie Sanders special. <laughs> so as he's gearing up to run again. There you go. But here's the thing. It's Bernie really Bros. inaccurate because we all know that Bernie doesn't talk anything. He yells, talk Bernie to me. Like, that's what you would have gotten. There's no talking Bernie. There's only yelling Bernie. Like you're sending your soup back at the diner. That kind of old man yell. Uh, 318. We've got the Hawking hardcover graphic novel, kind of telling the story of the life of uh, Stephen Hawking in graphic novel form. 324 has He-Man and She-Ra little yeah. golden books. And if I had children, I would buy those for them. But I'm not the audience, so... Really? Let me know how they are, man. And there's also the Star Trek Too Many mm-hmm. Tribbles, Tribbles golden book. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. That was on the same page. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, on three on the next page, 325, we've got the Simpsons Comics Colossal Convention Volume 7. So we're not getting any more Simpsons comics from Bongo, but looks like we're getting some reprints here. If you want to get your Simpsons comic fix. 326 from Hermes Press. We've got Ditko Shrugged, The Uncompromising Life of the Artist Behind Spider-Man. Kind of a cool idea for cool. a book, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It's, I'm surprised there's not been more. I guess probably the issue is getting the material because he obviously didn't interview a lot yeah. you right. know, or yeah. talk to a lot of people. I know it's not morbid, but I think a lot of it was probably waiting for him to be dead mm-hmm. Yeah, so that there would be easier to get this published. And I assume, based on the title, it being Ditko Shrugged, that there's going to be a lot of time yeah. spent talking about objectivism in yeah. 
in this book as well. So anyway, if you want to know more about Ditko, plus there's going to be another opportunity here later in the catalog. What's your next thing? 334. You go ahead. Uh, from... What's the company again? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Keen Spot Entertainment. We've got X Liefeld's number one. The same, <laughs> yeah. Is that the same company that puts out on the previous page Fart Night? Yep. Fart Night, and which uh, is a the Donald who, Donald who Laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. X Liefeld's Par- number much? one. Yeah. So kind of the spoof comics of today, I guess, <laughs> company. <laughs> but they knock this stuff out. Like they had their Space Force thing like next month or whatever. It's in the almost catalog. like these are really low-hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> and a blank cover. Yeah, and a blank cover. <laughs> Which so, Liefeld will surely not how, sketch for you. Oh, man, how awesome would it be if you could get them to, though? How awesome if you could get them to do Major <laughs> X on it? Uh, <laughs> how, even more, Major X is Pete. Like if I just... Yeah, to the right... I, no, to the left. <laughs> He's like, I can't draw a left-facing feet. You know that. Like if I just handed him maybe with a post-it over the Liefeld part of the cover. Like you can see the X. Oh, yeah, that's X-Force, whatever. Yeah. That's some random variant. And he'd be like, damn you, Marvel. I didn't know you made a blank cover for this. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, Marvel. Yeah, super Marvel. All right, you got. I got something back here on 356 from Oni. Wait, what? A comic book guide to relationships, bodies, and growing up. Ugh. Now, look it. I'm totally <laughs> fine with this. I think this is great that this exists. If you had kids, there's a lot of things to talk about that are way more difficult to talk about now than they were <laughs> when we were kids. But I want to point out the hottest of hot takes in all of this is on 357, there is a little panel that says action figures and dolls are the same thing. If there's anything that's going to cause more fanboy rage than that, yeah, <laughs> it's like all this is about you know like different sexualities, which obviously are very polarizing things to talk about. But I assure you, the thing that will unite the nerds is action figures and dolls are the same things. Put all the other stuff about politics aside. You're like, how dare you, sir? They are they are all toys. <laughs> they are not the yes. same thing. Yes. <laughs> 378 is my next thing. I got 370. Uh, on 370, there is a Chilling Adventures of Sabrina uh, prose novel, which, again, if I had kids, that would be great. But if you have, you know, like, this is very popular with the youths, as I hear. So um, that's really cool. I'm glad that they're doing something like that to tie in. And then yeah. I know what Scott's yeah, next thing and is. Let's... I think this is, is this your, this your mark in the catalog? Yeah. Is that yeah. what that is? Yeah. It looks vaguely <laughs> like some M's <laughs> scribble. Yeah. Yep. M's scribble. That's me. Yeah. yeah, so Blade Runner. Uh, 2019 number one they teased this last month but we're actually getting it this time you imagine if like they push it back a month and oh, you and i were flipping gosh. through and we're like how dare you toy with me <laughs> i do not want to see oa you know <laughs> <laughs> <Our recent laughs> list, yeah, on, on this one yeah so it's not on the shelf yet right uh, yeah mm-hmm. so four covers i'm trying to remember you know i i what year the original blade runner took place uh film wise oh uh, i, I mean, thought you were gonna say what year to come out i was no. like i know that but yeah. what year it well, let's just look. Well, you, just, you can tell me to look check. this up. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, you know, okay, how far, how far, you know, past the original film that this one is? Because we know what 2049 was the right. next film, so it's 30 okay. years that's, before that's 2049. What I thought. It's set in 2019. It's, oh, it is yeah, set. The original, okay, so. That's what I thought. But oh, okay. We got some catching up to do. Yeah, I know. We're a little <laughs> what the hell's my flying car? Although, to be honest, yeah. I drive a long way every day, and I see a lot of people driving. Flying cars don't need to exist. If you want to end humanity, let's just have some flying cars. So yeah, four covers. People, people drive off road with their GPS. Can you imagine yeah. what they could do if yeah. they were flying? Yeah, <laughs> no one would be safe. They'd just be in your house all the time, literally, like through the roof. Uh, and then all the variants look really nice too, yeah. especially that Sydney B cover. That's really yeah, great. The, which one was that? The B cover, the one. Yeah, oh, the one with the, like the rainy city there. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I kind of like the C cover as well myself. Kind of, kind of, you know, throws back to the Blade Runner, you know, Harrison Ford look yeah. with the coat and the gun. So I got nothing until four fifty one. Three eighty nine. Go ahead. Okay, so again, Steve Ditko. We got Alter Ego from uh, Tomorrow's Publishing, issue number one sixty. Special issue, remembering Steve Ditko. So it seems like it's a month for remembering Steve Ditko this month. So, or I guess I should say, in two months. On a 400, we've got Cult Classic, Return to Whisper. Uh, just caught my eye as the cover is an homage to Crime Suspense Stories number 22 by Johnny Craig, which we've talked about before on here as a very yep. controversial issue from the 50s. Caught my eye, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, 451 is my next thing. Me, too. Okay. Probably for the same thing. Probably. Yeah. Is it The Dark Side <laughs> like is? Yes. Yeah. For both of them, yeah. 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 All I mean, three like, of us yeah. have that mark. The actual so. Dark Side yes. shirt is really great, but yes. just The yeah. Dark Side is is awesome. I mean, Tom King has been tweeting pictures of people with homemade versions of the oh, Dark really? Side of his shirt coming oh, in as cons and stuff. And then my next thing is on the next page, actually. Well, also right there with oh, it. Oh, sure. Go. If you don't want just the Dark Side is, then you also have the Kirby. Uh, yeah, that's uh, I mean, the, the actual yeah. like, you know, picture of Dark Side I, is really nice. I thought nice. this was going to be a front and back. Is why I, I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that would yeah. be a great. I don't think I want a shirt that all it has is Dark Side is on the front of it. So I thought, oh. It feels like a shirt that's straight up made to wear to a Comic Con and not. No place else. You have to explain every other time you wear it. Dark Seed is one. Uh, (laughs) Like, just stop. So you have the, yeah, the other one is the Dark Side Wants You shirt. So, yeah. On the next page, there's an Arashikagi black flex fit cap. There's a G.I. Joe ninja hat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I kind of need it. That's the tattoo that Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow both have. I've just explaining that, that to everybody. It doesn't matter. Too. People just think it's a barcode. I'm totally fine totally with that. Totally black flag. Mm-hmm. They'll think it's some sort of weird commentary on commercial culture, and I'm fine with that. Well, right it under probably that, is. we have the Godzilla vs. Gigan t-shirt, which looks pretty cool, too, featuring some old uh, movie poster art. And on 453, we've got the RoboCop movie poster shirt. <laughs> I think that's it for this side. Yeah. Yep. The flip. I'm flip to the other side. side two. My first thing's on 21. So. Mine's on 19. Okay. Hey, you guys, have you ever wondered what it would look like if Captain Marvel was really freaking bored with her job? Because now <laughs> there's a statue that will show you. She looks like yeah, she looks like she is power walking through the mall. She doesn't look like she's getting ready to do anything no. super or heroic. It is the it is the blandest, most blasé face I think I've ever seen in a statue. It's really unfortunate. Yeah, you know, I just pass right by that. But now that you're saying that, I'm like, oh yeah, like, there's even like litter on it yeah. <laughs> in, on the, in the gutter there. I'll be honest. The reason it caught my eye is I thought it was Hillary Clinton in a Captain Marvel costume, and I was like, oh no, it's just a really, really boring looking face of Brie Larson. And mind you, her agent at some point signed off on that as a likeness, oh, yeah. right? Right? They were like, yeah, it looks enough like her. Whatever. Check clears, didn't it? Yeah, you can put that out. <laughs> Uh, after that, on page 20, we've got the Marvel Comic Gallery Punisher PVC diorama. And this looks like it's supposed to be based on John Romita Jr., but not close enough where they have to pay John right. Romita Jr. Right. would be okay. my guess. I, would, I thought it was more the like the Garth Ennis stuff, but it's a little Especially bit thicker. Especially the one that's yeah, from the side. Thicker, yeah. Yeah. Right, that does look like it. I think that's more Warzone, uh-huh. JRJR yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. Not, not thick enough to be Warzone. So <laughs> he, he needs about another fifty percent width there to actually yeah. be the Warzone version. Page twenty one, they got the little tiny tins in addition to the eight Marvel ones. They got eight Star Wars mini lunch boxes as well. So I just think they're cool. I don't know why. The bad part is that they're blind pulls. Oh. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't I don't particularly care for that. So, but anyway, if you want to get them, you can. So 
It's a pretty sweet looking dark side figure. Yeah, that yeah. is. 23, yeah. the DC Comic Gallery dark side PVC diorama. It looks like he's got an alternate head there. Mm -hmm. uh, on page 60 is the next thing I've got. Maybe I got, got mine's like a 143, so. Yeah, I think I probably soon, right? do. This. Dan always oh. has something before we do. On 36, <laughs> uh, from the Batman Universe uh, collector bus line, we've got the sort of armored Batman Superman suit and then the Anne Hathaway Catwoman, which both look pretty good here. Seems like they do some really good likenesses in that scale from that company. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I just saw a Sloth <laughs> on page uh, 54. So the Goonies Sloth and Chunk 8-inch yeah. retro figure 2-pack. Sorry, it made me chuckle. No, that's great. I had All missed right. that. <laughs> oh, no, back on 42, we've got some uh, Batman bendable figures where we have the Michael Keaton Batman and then a first appearance Detective Comics 27 version. Yeah, after that on 43, we've got Metal's Batman animated uh, Batmobile, and then there is also a Adam West era Batmobile with uh, comes with Robin minifigures. Uh, what else do we got? Other fun stuff. Oh, on 52, we've got the uh, new line of Marvel Legends uh, X-Men figures, and it looks like they've got a really nice Weapon X in there and a pretty decent Blink figure, it looks like. Which you don't see too much of. No, and you can sell a blink anything. Yeah. Uh, and then from Marvel Con or Mega Constructs, we've got the Masters of the Universe Castle Grey. Pretty cool, isn't it? It is until you see the price. Pack. I know, I know. That's about what That's I paid. That's what I was going to say. Was for, I... the, for the Mattel Castle Grey skull they made a couple years ago, the yeah. new one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in for it. I was totally like, I've got a couple of these figures. They're like five bucks, little like more yeah. articulated Lego figures. Yeah, basically, they've got the Wind Raider nice. in there too, which yeah. is a bit more your speed, right? Yeah, like, for sure. It's a little easier to impulse buy that just yeah. for nostalgia. Twenty but bucks it goes over better than two fifty. Two fifty for a Lego style Castle Grayskull, but there are thirty six hundred pieces. But that also means that will take me forever to put together, <laughs> and I'll be like, "What does this piece go to when I'm done?" And when some uh, young member of your family comes over and knocks it off your shelf, yeah, I don't have to worry about that, Matt. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, on a fifty five, my freaking cousin came in. <laughs> yeah. and I wasn't paying attention. Uh, we've got some They Live figures. It's yeah. the uh, aliens from the movie, but where is my bubblegum-chewing protagonist? He does not live. <sighs> That's cold. Yeah. That is cold-blooded. <laughs> On uh, 58, if Mike were here, he would be talking about the Bob Ross 8-inch retro action figure, which you know he wants. <laughs> And uh, after that, on 59, we've got the Star Wars Black Series Darth Vader Hyper Real Action Figure. Is this a new kind of line? You know, I don't know. I was, I was hoping you would tell me. Yeah, okay. I had it marked there. It so, looks nice. Yeah, I think it's a it's an 8-inch figure, so not that much bigger than the yeah. black figure, I 80, guess. 80 bucks. Yeah, it's definitely more pricey. But, uh, yeah, I can't tell if it's just like more like Mego size or something, maybe. Maybe. That would make yeah. a lot of sense. On page 60... Uh, I'm sure someone will tell me that these have existed before and I just somehow missed it. But man, as a kid who loved Return of the Jedi, it was one of the first movies I ever saw in the theater. It's the first Star Wars movie I saw in the theater. And I, I think I'm not really making the hottest take here that all the Jabba related stuff is the highlight of the movie. Um, man, I wanted a skiff. A series of skiffs if I could so badly when I was a kid you had to like you know when you acted that scene out with your toys mm -hmm. you never had a skiff they had that one little tiny little bitty one right. that was a mini rigs one um, I'm just so happy that they're making a skiff now not enough that I'm gonna buy it because I don't really like have a large collection of Star Wars oh, toys okay. anymore well you didn't see the one that Hasbro just crowdfunded no that's that the sale barge yeah, which, like yes the I want that, that too yeah. but they, I, I, I remember <laughs> when they did the crowdfund right. on the sale barge I was like yeah that's great but you need two skiffs to go right, with it don't yeah. you and and here they are right. and, and only 40 bucks honestly that's 
just not bad. Cheaper and than the barge. <laughs> it's true. I, my wife, when I showed her the barge, just said, so are you getting it? And I was like, man, I married so well. that <laughs> like her first reaction wasn't, hell no, honey, you're right. not buying a sail barge. Yeah. She was like, are you getting it? So can't, I did can't, not can't ever leave her back. No, definitely <laughs> you know? not. Well, she'd kill me for one thing, but but yeah, it'd be really hard to replace. Okay, well, under that, I'm really surprised you didn't bring up the break-in reaction figures <laughs> again. Something I know Josh will probably want because he loves him some break-in. Uh, after that, on the next page, we have Lucha Libre reaction figures. Now we're not getting the DC Lucha Explosion figures that they canceled, but you can get some real Luchador figures here. <laughs> Uh, with Blue Demon Jr., which I'm just going to pretend is Blue Demon, uh, Solar and Blast Jr., and uh, we also have some Rocky reaction figures, which features the robot, which apparently was a whole licensing thing because the robot is a real robot they had to license separately. <laughs> Shaking my head. I, I have nothing to say. Uh, 62 from NECA, we've got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder quarter-scale figure. Uh, they showed this at Toy Fair. Uh, this is from the very first Ninja Turtles movie, and this picture doesn't really do it justice. You can get online and see video of this figure. It looks amazing. It looks like they shrunk down the actor. They've got this really nice... I've kind of got burned with NECA stuff before, but this looks really nice. If you've been getting the Ninja Turtle stuff, you need to pick up this shredder. Uh, 65... Uh, we've got some Transformer figures. I'm not a big fan of, uh, like, when they release a Transformer where it's just the robot mode, it doesn't turn into a vehicle. I think these are vehicles that don't transform into robots. Yeah, I think, I think you're it's right. just the truck mode of, Ultim of Optimus Prime here. I guess if you really want that, <laughs> I don't know who would necessarily. Hey, it's, we want to buy half the, a Transformer? I know, it's the whole gimmick. Can you even call it a Transformer if it doesn't transform? Feels like I mean, you can. they are, but. Uh, going into the pop section, we've got the Harley Quinn Boombox vinyl figure, which is a previews exclusive. Man, the pops after being gone for the last couple of catalogs, holy crap, yeah, came, came really back, back right? Mm -hmm. Like six or eight pages of pops Yeah, here. we've got uh, Street Fighter Savage World figures, which is sort of like the old school barbarian type figures. I want to point out that on 69, uh, there is a Jim Henson pop uh, that's holding the Kermit puppet, and that's that's really, really cool. Um, I, I, I probably have to get that. I also want to say that, man, those Simpsons things just don't look good, do they? I feel like there are some cartoony licenses that don't translate well yeah, to Pops, and yeah. Simpsons is one of them. South yeah. Park, I'm not a big fan of either. Well, I think part of it's like you can't adapt the style. Of, the Simpsons look yeah. like the Simpsons, right? Yeah. So there's no way to adapt that that style of the character to the pop form and yeah. not make it look weird yeah i don't know what it is about real people can be adapted into this yeah. you're like oh yeah that's totally dwight from the office or well, whatever it's already but, so stylized right into its own thing yeah you're like layering it on top and of it's other. and it's a big thing of the restrictions they put with the eyes with yes. pops too you know uh we've got from the movie we've got pop shazam figures uh, what else thought i had something else Oh, on page 78, we've got Johnny Cash <laughs> pop figures, if you've been waiting for that. On page 80, I'm not going to lie, I saw the Billions figures. I love that show. It's fantastic. And somehow I was so excited about the Billions figures that I did not notice 
that my all-time favorite show is literally next to the Billions figures. I actually just noticed it right now. The debate. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's those Billions figures. Oh, my God, there's Cheers figures. <laughs> so I had seen those that they released that they were going to be doing them. But, uh, yeah, now uh, Scott's got the store catalog, so I'm just going to go ahead and after we're done, scribble in <laughs> on those. fold that page over for you? Because <laughs> I need those Cheers figures. I don't want them. I need them. So after the, on the next page, we've got the finally got the pop the office figures yeah which, which is one of the most obvious <laughs> yeah. things ever right with kevin holding the uh, pot of chili <laughs> oh that's funny on uh, page 86 from uh, Kota bakia we've got a uh, marvel universe hulk artifacts premiere statue which I wish there were a better picture kind of showing all of it, but it still looks yeah. pretty cool here. The nose is kind of weird on that thing, right? Hulk's like a tiny Hulk, little nose. Some guys draw them that way, especially like around Silver Bronze Age. Ooh, I don't have anything for a while in here. I got 133 is my next thing. 129 is I'm mine. 143, so. We've got on page 129, we've got the Batman collectible dome light. <laughs> which I is like saw a little that. light. I didn't really quite like, know what to make of yeah. it. Yeah, it's like a Batman figure in a little light up dome. Kind of a nice accent piece, maybe. So, so romantic lighting. Yeah, man. exactly. <laughs> Hang on, baby. Let me turn on yeah. my Batman dome light. Click. Set the mood. <laughs> Just he's staring at me. Please turn him around. Right. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Slow jam. T- Batman T- TMI, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Went to that way too readily. <laughs> One thirty-three. There is a Wabbit season, yeah. Duck season tumbler. Just mm-hmm. pretty cool. On uh, 135, we've got more tin totes for Scott. Well, they're not tiny. Mm-hmm. These are regular I mean, size. Are they, though? Yeah, because they're like 16 bucks a piece. That don't mean nothing. And the nothing. mini ones are like 6 bucks a piece. Yeah. <laughs> so I think well, these are Well, you don't want to pack your lunch in a Fast Times at Ridgemont High lunchbox? Well, I would rather get the Obey one yeah. myself where they live, but uh, yeah. So no, I don't want to use a Fast <laughs> Times at Ridgemont High lunchbox. <laughs> they live, maybe. I got nothing until 140. On uh, 138, we've got the Pac-Man pixelated light, which is sort of like a it's Pac-Man cool. light, you know, lamp. It's all uh, pixelated, and it's got the actual squares in there. On 140, they have the Dungeons & Dragons Stranger Things Edition starter set. If you don't know I what totally that is... I totally didn't even catch that with Stranger Things. Yeah, have you seen these? No. So, okay, it's really cool. It's it's like a... It's a D&D starter set, so it has the exact same stuff that the D&D Redbox starters. Yeah, um, back in the day, edition, the original right? version yeah. of D&D was mm-hmm. the so-called Redbox edition, and since then, sort of in honor of that legendary status, Wizards of the Coast and TSR made some additional Redboxes, and those have been like the starter sets, the learn-to-play D&D sets. Mm-hmm. But this one is themed to Stranger Things. It has the characters that the Stranger Things kids were playing in their D&D <laughs> game. So it has character sheets. It has, so they always come with pre-made characters. Uh-huh. But this one comes with all the characters that the Stranger Things kids played. It comes with a set of dice. It comes with like some maps and some handouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's a great way. Um, I, I, I want to buy it for my nephew, honestly, because he and my brother uh, love Stranger Things. And I think it's a great way to get somebody started in D&D. It's, it's a nice... It's a gateway drug, basically, <laughs> because if you're already familiar with with D and D via Stranger Things, you just segue right. over to the actual game itself. On the next page, if you are you know equally into real tabletop role playing games, not just the starter kind, uh, Pathfinder's new core rulebook's coming out. That is uh, based on the original D and D rules, well, the third edition D and D rules. Uh, for a lot of people, that's the original ones, honestly. 
Um, so that's out. There's a new edition coming out uh, in a couple of months. And then on the next page, on 143, the um, from 10 Speed Press, there are these two different books that uh, Wizards of the Coast is licensing out. They're also sort of some young readers kind of things. Monsters and Creatures, an Adventurer's Guide, and Warriors and Weapons, an Adventurer's Guide. It is uh, sort of like learned D&D concepts uh, in a young reader's book. So those are both pretty cool. Also on 143, you've got from Renegade Game Studios, the Game of Thrones Oathbreaker board game. This is the same company that uh, gave you Clank in Space. So um, five date players. It's a deception game. So I always like to you know find the. It's hard to find games that play well for a larger number of players. So if you're into Game of Thrones and if you're familiar with Clank, something to check out. My um, last thing is on 144. So is mine. Yep. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So no. all right. So 144. You have Batman Talisman board game. This is like one of the games that takes like the longest to play yeah. <laughs> if you've ever played it. And it's yeah, been around. And it's been around for ever. a long, long time. I saw this too. And I'm not familiar with this brand. So all right. So well, Talisman is a board game. Basically, the board is you've got these three rings, and you have to advance a character so that you can get into the rings, get to the, the crown of power, and then basically wait for your, the rest of the players to say, "I give up." and to win the game and my experience is it takes about 45 minutes to an hour per player that you have to actually sit through and play can a I game just, of this can i just twist somebody's arm sure you okay. could well, but, but that'd be cheating so but anyway so they've taken that game and uh they have adapted it to batman so we have batman talisman board game 70 bucks i don't know what the game actually you know costs well, normally now so but two to six players but you're playing as the villains no you're you're playing against each other Oh so, yeah, and you uh, base. Oh, I don't. Oh, you're well, playing I was, as okay. Yeah, I was yeah, reading I in the are. description. It sounds like you're playing super as villains. Batman. Oh, villains. it does say yeah. Super Villains Edition, right? doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, so basically you get a stack like in the original. You get a stack of different character classes, and they have expansions where they give you more and more characters that you can play. And I assume this playing this would be exactly like exactly playing Monopoly, where people will fight over about two tokens. No, I'm Harley. Oh, no, yeah. I'm the Joker. Well, yeah. So you, you I'm being the Riddler. Line. You shuffle them and you deal them <laughs> randomly, and yeah. that's who you play. Because if you die, then you just get to come back. You don't. You're not out of the game. You just get another character and you keep playing. Mm -hmm. Nice. So, but you had to start back over. So. That, which is why it can take forever to play this game. <laughs> I think that's all I got. Cause we've already talked about the blanks as we were walking through. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to point out on 147, we have a one-page card section in this catalog, and there's no like intro page or anything. Sign of the times. It is, isn't it? And I'm surprised it's taken that long to get to that, to yeah. that point. I do always wonder like, how many people are still very into trading cards. Because yeah. there was not that long ago, well, I guess actually it is now that I think about it, but when I was first working in the store, we'd have a ton of people, but we did have some people who were still very into buying whole boosters, uh, right. boxes of trading cards and stuff. But I don't think there is anybody now, and I don't think there has been for quite some time. I always wonder who those holdouts are. Yeah. Not making fun. It's just right, kind of yeah. like, I don't know anybody that does it. Yeah. Um, and, and it like, used to be such a huge part of this I mean, industry, right? I mean, the thing is, we still have people now and then coming and asking for them, but yeah. we don't carry anything. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. If they put out a Marvel series of cards the way they did, like, oh, series one man. through three, mm. I might pick them up. I had a really good time with that I'm back not, in the day. I'm not casting any blame here. I'm just saying... It took me a year to complete my Series 2 set of that. It's the only thing my mom ever threw out. Oh. And I don't I don't think she did it on purpose. But, yeah, that's the that's only rough. thing I'm really missing that's from rough. back then. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, Series 2 is the one like, with all the Art Adams stuff, yeah, too, which is really and, pretty. Uh, well, last year they did the Mystery Science Theater card set, which I bought. I bought the box of that. You know, so it's like, just give me something I'm into. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's kind of the, the prerequisite there. Did you complete a set, though, with your box? Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. And got a lot of bonus cards and stuff in it. 
So I think that about wraps it up for this so. episode, yeah. right? Yep. I think we're good. Like, um, so what did I say? May 23rd Third. is the mm-hmm. cutoff. Yep. So if you've uh, decided you want to pick up any of the stuff we highlighted or if you want to pick up something that you saw that we didn't uh, see, feel free to come in, talk to Mike or Dan or me, whoever's man in the shop at the time. <laughs> you never can tell these days. Um, but, um, you know, Mike, uh, to address the elephant in the room on that, Mike is still um, recovering. That's why we've had some, you know, erratic store hours at times. Uh, but again, still on the road to recovery. And uh, be sure to keep your eye on the Facebook page about any changes in staffing or the hours or availability and things. Um, but, you know, he's been doing his best uh, to keep at least New Comic Book Day open and Saturdays. So um, you can always pick your books up on new days. So beyond that, we will see you at least a month from now for another previews cast if we don't see uh, everybody sooner, right? I think we might do an in-game Captain Marvel. Hellboy. Yeah. Detective 1000. <laughs> some sort. We gotta, Catch we all. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting behind on our what we plan to do, so yeah. we'll have to figure that out we'll at some point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, this Saturday, free comic book day. Mm-hmm. Come yeah. get some free books. We've got some good sales going on. Uh, as far as cons, what's the next thing you're doing, Scott? Well, I've got, the next thing I'm doing is Metropolis. Uh, during Superman Celebration, we've got Metropolis Supercon. So I'll be doing uh, that one. So far, the only big guest that they've announced, at least from my perspective, is Marv Wolfman's yeah. going to be there. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of good. Um, he look, doesn't know how small it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I met him at C2E2 this year, and he's so freaking mild-mannered and nice. He really? might know how small it oh, is. Okay. He just doesn't care. He might be like, it's okay, you guys. I'll yeah, still yeah, come to your it's Superman it's show. It's I feel like he's the kind of guy that he would find out who, how small it was and be like, I can't do this <laughs> to him. I'll go ahead and come to Metropolis. <laughs> And then uh, there's some others down the road, but we'll talk about those when we get closer to time. So, so where can we find you, Scott? All right, so I'm on birdcomics.com, B-U-R-G comics.com, and, of course, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, to search for Bird Comics. Dan? Dan, you can find me at Detective 651 after I see Endgame, because right now I'm not on there, y'all. <laughs> So, so we should tweet your spoilers right now. So tweet you your spoilers. Dan is so thirsty you, for spoilers. So fast. <laughs> Side oh, note: My uh, sister sent me a text the other night after she saw the movie, demanding I Venmo her a hundred dollars, or she was going to start texting me spoilers. <laughs> your sister is a freaking genius. <laughs> she is cold blooded. That's great. And I just told her I don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> did she then text you spoilers? She did not. That's awful not. nice of her. Yeah. She started sending me fake spoilers. <laughs> a friend of mine just did that on Facebook. Facebook to somebody who complained about a spoiler about Game of Thrones, and he put in a really to to everyone who's seen it a fairly ridiculous spoiler. But right. I then realized that the person he was he was trolling probably would not understand it was a right. joke, and I had to text her offline and be like, "That's just a joke. Don't freak out." <laughs> so uh, and and I have to say. Thanks to PlayStation Network finally letting me change my username after all these years. I am Wookie Copilot on every <laughs> single platform I can use. For a while, it's been Wookie Copilot on everything but PSN. Uh, yeah. Now, Wookie Copilot on everything. W O O K I E C O P I L O T. I'm Matt for Scott and Dan and the absent Mike. It's good seeing you. Uh, come by the shop. Be here for Comic Book Day. Take care, and we'll see you in a bit.